This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised.
Hello? One, two, three. Are we? Let's I think look. we're here. Are we? I don't know. Is Are we back? Is it working? I think we're back. What? Yeah, I think we're back. Oh, okay. This is, um... <laughs> we're doing it. This is strange. We're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I lay it on too thick you with did. those songs? You did. You <laughs> did. The damn. <laughs> two, one too many do it again? Yeah, I think the, um... <laughs> yeah. I mean, the again was already there. You didn't need to... Again and again and uh-huh. again and again and yeah. again. Hey, hi, uh-huh. Mike. How you doing, Therese? This is... Try that one. Sorry. Oh. Uh-huh. Sorry, Therese. There we go. Try this one? Yeah. Oh, 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 should I put the foamy thing on it? You're okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about being on the same side of the console as you, though. I, I gotta say. You got a little uh, console anxiety. Yeah. The, it was always like a protective um, uh-huh. barrier yeah. between me and you. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I liked that. Uh-huh. I liked that. Although I do have a clear shot to the exit. There so you go. There so you that's go. good. Um, I got my sight line. But you got a bodyguard. Pat Burns? Pat Burns here. Well, he's on the other side of the console. Yeah, but he's going to be part of the mix tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. a little different. Yeah. I'm honored. I'm honored. It's, well, uh, thanks. It's the reboot 2018, Depravity's Rainbow. That's right. What do we hear? We heard our oh, theme song, of course. Yes. <laughs> I was really psyched to, to, to hear that. Oh, yeah. No, Hank it's, 4. Yeah, Hank 4. Kicking it off. And we heard a little bit of uh, Betty LeVette doing Things Have Changed from her album of the same name, where she had the guts to actually improvise some lyrics there. But now that we've got the new freedom, uh, it was okay for tonight. <laughs> Love the new freedom. Love the new freedom. Bestshow.net. And then we heard our, our little uh, Do It Again set, kicking it off with Steely Dan. Yeah. From uh, a decade of Steely Dan. Oh, you went with the greatest hits. Do It you Again. Didn't take, you yeah, didn't oh, no. album track. I'm, I'm a greatest hits guy. Yeah. <laughs> it condenses things, right? It gives you the best, right? Yeah, you know, all that killer, you need. no filler. Yeah. You know, so, some say on the uh, 40 Licks album, Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. you really only need like eight of those licks. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Well, they threw in some new ones, which isn't good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we heard the Beach Boys doing Do It Again from uh, Sounds of Summer. And the Kinks doing Do It Again from... The Come- Kinks Chronicles? <laughs> no. Come On Dancing with the Kinks. Oh. It's got better days on it. I think that's why I bought that one. And then we heard uh, the last song was from Joe Strummer, Pouring Rain. It's an un- unreleased track from the new anthology called Joe Strummer 001. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we're back and, uh, it's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I never thought that I would be sitting in this chair again. <laughs> or, well, in this configuration. Mm-hmm. It's a little strange. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there was some popular demand for the, the show to return. <laughs> By popular, I mean, you know. You the, asked and the, I said, okay. The low 50s, probably. But um, I think people are excited that we're giving it a shot again. Yeah. And um, I've missed you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we had a nice little thing going there, and we... We had some great shows. I hope this will be one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You were a uh, you were ahead of the you were ahead of the game on that uh, Kasvad Voxed thing. 
Yeah, you had to explain that. Yeah, to me. I, I don't understand it either. <laughs>、uh, it has something to do with fish. The band and、okay. a, and and a Halloween prank. Okay.、Uh, but apparently, they have a time machine, and we played that fish song back in 2011. Really? Yeah. 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 October. I, play, I played a fish song. Yeah, right after the Grateful Dead. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh. Oh yeah. There's、that's... um. There's a playlist. There's、oh, a photo.、Right. Okay. There's photo evidence. Yeah. Yeah. We got they they got hacked over there and they. Skill Patty Skyer. It's called、uh, Turtles in the Sky. Uh huh. Yeah, not a fish fan. I think a lot of people assume Grateful Dead fans are fish fans, and there, there is a big crossover. Well, it's filling a hole. But、her. for some people, not me. Yeah. I mean, I you know I actually did give them a listen.、Uh, I, I I put them in the category of great musicians, bad songwriters, bad singers.、Mm. So they only got like one thing going. Which is like why they're. I think a lot of jam bands kind of have those two strikes against them.、Uh, they just like. To but that's enough、well. for that's、yeah. enough for some people. You know, they wait for the jam, <laughs> and then they <laughs> and they do their thing. You know. I'm doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the, an impression of yeah, the thing. Yeah, the twirling. I think they. Well, I guess it's it's well, twirling saying, for deadheads. I don't know if the fish fans had their own、fishing? term. Is that what they call it? I don't know. It? I don't know. I never went to a fish show. Not a fan. And、um, I, I did. Yeah, you went、yeah. to. Oh,、yeah. <laughs> wow! Well, you what a see, confession! The, I know. For a I guy,、know. am I thinking a guy? No. Was there a no, guy? No. No. no? no? Okay.、Um, all of my friends were going. Oh, okay. And it was like that, or like hang out at home alone.、Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go see fish at Waterloo Village. And it was a party. Yeah, it they, was. They、fun. had a party scene. Yeah. Just like the dead. Yeah. You know. People would just go to the dead shows. I think they didn't even know the music, and they knew it was going to be a party scene, so they'd just go. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of that for you. Yeah, I don't remember like the music. <laughs> well, I mean, there was like、uh, endless <sighs> jamming. Went on and on. There was、uh-huh. a vacuum cleaner involved at some point.、Oh. I think they may have covered Purple Rain. Uh huh. I don't know. They would do those full cover shows. Yeah, they're just the White Album. It's like they're too goofy.、Mm-hmm. It's it's. I, yeah, they're a novelty band. <laughs> I'm gonna.、Right. That's yeah, my opinion、okay. on Fish. They are、right. a novelty band. I'll, I'll、like、give you a, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the the doing the full albums of different things and basically dragging whatever classic record they decide to do through the mud because you know the singing is going to be pretty bad. You know, maybe the music will be all right, but、uh, don't count on the singing to be anywhere near what the classic album was. I feel like. They're all right. I don't like fish. <laughs> I'm with I don't、you. like fish. Two zero one. Oh right. Three two three four eight four. If you want to call Depravity's Rainbow tonight, yeah, give us a call. It's a fill-in for the best show. Tom is hopefully back next week. We can't、hopefully. make any promises, but、yeah, his、uh, Toronto Tom Ronto continues for now and. We have a rumored report that he may be back soon, whether that's next week or the week after. We have no official confirmation, but Depravity's Rainbow. If you're listening to thebestshow.net right now, that is your fill-in with Therese and AP Mike, and we're here taking your calls at two zero one three three two three four eight four or two zero one Dead Hug. If you want to think of it that way, it's a、uh, spell out、uh, acronym there, not acronym, but. Well, what is it called when it's? 
It is. Yeah. It's an acronym. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't stand for anything. But no, I thought an acronym had to stand for something. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh-oh. So this this is a. Like NASA is the national a mnemonic device. Yeah. It's, 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 this is a mnemonic. A num- yeah. Okay. That I'll go with that. Go with the mnemonic. Two hundred one dead hug. Your call is next. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, the topic tonight, Mike. I'm going to throw a topic out there. Um, signs of a de- decline. And I, I want to preface this topic that we're not going to go into politics. You know, the best show's always been an oasis away from that type of discussion and. I'd like to keep that going uh, for this this show. Yeah, save it for dinner with your family. Yeah, it's you know people are overburdened with it with it these days. So uh, signs of decline. I, I I sort of got this idea from some recent uh, experiences, uh, a couple experiences at the bar, which uh, you know unfortunately that's I spent some time there. Um, the first one, uh, I, I see a lot of. I, I think I've been on the record. I'm not a big fan of cell phones, and um, do I've you just... have a cell phone, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cell phones, this is a good one. I uh, mean, I didn't mean to derail you. <laughs> no, but... this, this is this is funny. Yeah. Because I, I had a flip phone. It was given to me as a as a uh, a gift. And, uh, and you kept it in your car, right? And never turned it on. Basically, yeah. I mean, okay. uh, I was given I was given the, the the flip phone for that reason that you know if I broke down on the highway, at least I'd have a phone. And you know that's a practical reason to have a phone. Um, so I had this flip phone literally thirteen years. <laughs> does, does anybody have a phone for thirteen years anymore? No. But I think it's finally dying. It, it, it's in its death throes. Signs of decline? Signs of decline. Your cell phone? But, but get this. Yo. Get this. I don't even have to buy my next phone. Why is that? I inherited a phone. My brother passed away in February. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. It's been one of the worst, another one of the worst years of my life. I, I keep, they, they're piling up. But um, I inherited his phone. And, um, Is it a Motorola Razor? No, he, my brother was tech savvy and uh, way beyond my things. But um, he's, you know, he's got a nice phone, and I'm going to get. Uh, I hear the cheap plan is uh, consumer cellular. I, I think don't old. Know. I think that's I the old know. people plan, and I think I'm going to get that. Well, because I think it's like less than twenty twenty five dollars a month. That sounds all right to me. Okay. Yeah. And then you, it's like you have your brother with you. Yes. Yes. That's that's yeah. nice. Yeah. No. That's nice. But uh, it'll probably get me another thirteen years yeah. that I don't have to buy a phone. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I see people in bars, which, you know, I go to bars basically to socialize. I don't drink at home. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, I'm an alcoholic and I have to, you know, get my fix during the day. But I go there to socialize. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've gotten to know a fair number of people from working as a bartender in Bayonne. And I can go into bars in Bayonne. Generally, I'll, I'll run into people I know, which is nice. And, you know, have a nice conversation with people. Um... But then I've, I've noticed people showing up, guys. I haven't seen a woman do this. Uh, and basically, they'll spend the whole time staring at their phone. The whole time. Not checking periodically, which I have no problem with that. People check in. You know, you want to check your phone once in a while? AP That's Mike fine. says it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but it gives you time to socialize, you know? And, and I, I've seen at least two guys now. 
And it's not just generational. I saw, saw an older guy do it, and then I saw a younger guy do it. And basically, they spent the whole time with their phone, didn't interact with one person the whole time, and uh, left. You know, that was it, you know? So what was the point? Uh, I, I don't get it. They got you know? stood up. That's my theory. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good theory. Mm-hmm. That's I, my theory. I back that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, but if you saw these guys, you might not think they had a hot date, you know, lined up, you know. Um, that, that's just my opinion. Uh, another sign of decline I've noticed. Are you familiar with the game Cornhole? It's beanbags tossing type. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and this, this, I, I mentioned this to Mike off mic, but, uh, Mike off mic. Uh, that's the after show. But, oh, oh. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I thought it was like a knockoff brand of AP Mike. <laughs> anyway. No, I mentioned that, like, why is that came back? Yeah, I don't know. It, for, for a few years, it's like I show up to someone's barbecue and they're like, well, we're playing cornhole. I'm like, why? It, why it, are we playing it, this? It's, it's sort of a, a time waster. That I don't know. People don't feel comfortable just standing in groups. That they need to have some sort of activity going. I mean, horseshoes serve the fun. Horseshoes are fun. Yeah, right. But I think maybe it's because horseshoes are made out of metal, and Mm -hmm. that clanging. They don't like the clanging. Maybe they don't like the clanging, (laughs) and maybe they hurt if Uh you get hit with one. They are heavy. Beanbag. They are heavy. Yeah, it's 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 a, a gentler sport. I'll give you that. Yeah. And, you know, I've observed it. Kid-friendly. I, I, I work at uh, MetLife Stadium. And so when I go there for the football games, um, you know, it's it's a tailgating staple. I mean, everybody, the perimeter of, uh, of the parking lot is lined with these guys playing cornhole. What's disturbing to me now is that it's 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 not just like hacky sack. Hacky sack was like a thing people did, you know, at events at and, fish shows. And devil at fish sticks. Shows. <laughs> yeah. What's devil sticks? Uh, oh, sticks. oh it was, yeah. It was oh. right. It was right after oh, hacky okay. sack. Okay. Oh, okay. I missed oh, it, the whole devil if, sticks thing. Yeah, it was like '96. Okay. <laughs> it was right after hacky okay. sack. <laughs> Somebody's going to write a book about you know the uh, the origins of these things, but uh, but now uh, cornhole, which. I, just the name is sort of disturbing to me. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 getting more attention. It's it's a, it's on television now as a as a legitimate sport. Are there? Wait. Yeah. No. Is, it's are, no. hard to imagine. Sponsorships or <laughs> it, it's at college cash prizes. I think there's professional. Can you get a scholarship? There's professional can corn haulers. I'm going to use the word corn haulers. To play cornhole, because you can get a video game scholarship. Can That's you get a, a cornhole scholarship? <laughs> What's the phone number, Pat? 201-332-3484. That's 201-332-3484, and we have two calls on hold. Okay. Oh, should we go to one? Okay, we could do that. You're on with Mike and Therese, Depravity Rainbow. Depravity's Rainbow, excuse me. Hello? Hi. Hello? Are you there, caller? Caller. Uh, is he sleeping? We got, we got we got a sleeper. Caller. Caller. Avalanche Bob, are you there? Yes, yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me uh, let me try line two. Okay. Line two, you're on with uh, Therese and Mike. That's Depravity's Rainbow. 
Hello. Uh, hi. Oh, How are you, go. Mike? How are you? Oh, Lori. Is that this Lori? My iPod. There we go. You have to ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who it is. I, I do. Hi. <laughs> Can you turn down the bad music just a smidge? It's kind of loud. It's, okay. down. it's down. Sorry, Lori. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. There's like so much I want to talk about, but I don't know how much you want me monopolizing the show. Throw out one one topic that you'd like to discuss. Well, first, I just want to say if Therese remembers, this is real quick, the first time we met. Because I do somehow. Did we meet at WFMU? No. no. We didn't. We didn't meet at WFMU, and you were not wearing, like, some fancy rain boots that maybe had a pattern on them? No, this is. Do you really, have fancy uh, rain boots? You know, I mean, I might <gasps> no, I do. Oh, I think I do, Lori. I do. Oh, it's right there that, in my head. It's not coming out. Iron monkey. Yes. I was in the stairwell and I said to you, "I'm super drunk," and you're like, "Oh, do you need help? Um, you need to eat something." And then I ate a pizza. So thank you. Did it help? The pizza did. The back music is still kind of loud. All right, I turned it all off. Take it easy. Okay. Take it easy. Oh, Lori. Boy, everybody, everybody's, everybody's Everyone's a critic. Worked up. Okay. I'm a demanding personality. I'm like a femme daddy top in the bedroom sometimes. TMI. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, I recommend it for everyone. Yeah. Um, so, like, I figured I was thinking about whether I wanted to try this. What with was Tom, the second word in that? Family what? Daddy. Oh, Daddy. Top? Okay. All right. Did I get the words in the right order? <laughs> why? Why Daddy? Why Daddy? Um, because gender norms are for losers. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I met. Sorry, I asked. But <laughs> so heteronormative, Mike. Thank you. Okay, I just had to find out <laughs> well, about the daddy point. You know, daddy. Answer. You know, it's, I, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I want people to call me daddy. Okay, all right. Um, well, I don't call people right. daddy. You call me daddy. That's how it works. Okay. Oh God, I think a creepy guy is messaging me. I'm going to ask him to Venmo me fifty dollars if he wants me to talk to him. Uh-huh. I- Lori, I do are you that. A and, girl now? Like I've made eight hundred dollars this year. They're called pay picks, and I don't have to do anything sexual. They're kink. They get uh-huh. off on women spending their money, and there are gay pay picks as well, gay and bi male. Say this I one again. Said. I want to. I want to get the terminology. I'm learning things. Pay pig. A pay pig. Okay. Yes, I All dated right. a Miami mean girl. Um, now they're LA based and mm-hmm. international. Uh-huh. But I did. I dated a Miami mean girl, and she showed me the ropes. And so I made eight hundred dollars this year, and I'm saving up for like a Celine bag. But I bought a Kenneth Anger Lucifer Rising jacket. Oh. With the money I made this year. So, I don't, and it, what's great is I don't have to do feet pics or take pictures or do anything, just spend their money, and it's awesome. It's so low maintenance and low key, and there's this concept called invoicing the patriarchy, and I feel like okay. this is, you know, part and parcel with it, mm-hmm. so... You know, right? Don't you agree, Tara? I want to know how this this works. So you, um, so they send you money 
and then you just buy something with it, and then do you do like an unboxing video? Or uh, no, um, I don't. Sometimes they do, um, and they'll pay me like one hundred dollars for that. Um, and sometimes they also buy me things off my wish list. Um, huh. It's awesome. Why don't you put like, the Celine bag on your on wish list? Life, and it used to be Craigslist, but they got rid of the personals, and it's harder to do that. Do straight um, guys do this too? Yeah. Yeah, is the thing for straight yeah, guys? I could I could be um, a pay pig. It's mostly, it's mostly straight guys, but there are gay men and bi men who are into it, uh-huh. and um, will seek other men out for this. I so, have no um, idea this yeah. existed. But what 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 does it matter whether you're straight or gay if you're just buying stuff for somebody? It's the idea of like a woman spending your money and draining um, your bank their bank account. Some of them are like. Um, their ultimate fantasy is being bankrupted by a woman. Oh, okay. depravity's rainbow. We are yeah, we're back. Gonna, yeah, we're back. We yeah, are well, back. Lori was Thank waiting. You, Lori. He must have been I waiting for this show to come back. I, no, I'm not kidding. Two weeks ago, no, last week when Tom was out and there was no show, I said, I think the secret works because I said, I think the secret works too, actually. God, let's Depravity's Rainbow, let Therese and Mike be back. And I think I made it happen. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate it. I that. also said I wanted a girlfriend like a couple of uh, months ago. I wanted to not be single by 2020. And I went on a date with a really cute girl. I asked her out. We've been Facebook friends for months. And I met her on a bad date with a guy. And I was making eyes at her. And she was flirting back with me. Um, maybe that's why it went badly. I don't know. Um, but he didn't have a car and he asked me to drive him home to his dad's oh. house. So like, that's not for me, you know, um, not, not saying did you start him. singing it's, it's a, not for me. Did you start singing you the Destiny's Child song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're with me. Okay, I cool. hear you. So like, no scrubs. Um, no scrubs, Lori. So, so, <laughs> so we've been Facebook friends for months. She, I asked her if she did some light stocking on my profile and she said she did. So like... She's known me for long enough to be scared away, and she actually thinks I'm... <laughs> she, she did some what? i, I got to call you back on some terminology here. Yeah? I'm behind She's the time. She's known me long enough to be scared away. What was the... She did some what? Like Facebook stalking. Like you know, Facebook... Okay, all right. Likes. Stalking. Like, yeah. Not like... Likes? Oh, like, like stalking. Yeah, where somebody keeps liking yeah. your stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, not a big deal. Uh-huh. So... Um, so she's known me for a few months now, um, and had enough time to get to know me. And she thinks I'm cooler than she, she like plays the drums and she's very sexy and she's like a camera person and does, has done PBS documentaries, like, and she currently does like Civil War photography. So she's super cool. I think she's cooler than I am, but whatever. Um, and she's pretty and has purple hair. Oh, and nice. I like her. And she has a real cute southern draw. I like her a lot. Yeah. And um, she said to me when I asked her out, let me buy you a drink. Um, she said she had like a call time at 5 a.m., but she still wanted, she was like, oh, I really want to do it. And then she came and we hang, hung out till like 11 p.m. And um, it turns out the... She knew the lead singer in the headlining band, and I knew the drummer, so I think even cooler. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then the next day, she's like, 
are you near the place where she was filming? And I said, yeah, like, you're nine, a nine-minute drive from me. And she said, let's do lunch. So guess what? Um, I'm making things happen. The secret works, and I need to make a vision board. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Yes, I think the vision board yes. is key. I'm, um, so the reason I'm calling, the real reason is I'm writing jokes and I'm workshopping jokes and I want to try one out. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear. Okay, um... So I get the two-part joke, but I'm pretty sure you know about the second part, and I'd like Mike, you Mike, Mike, uh, to take over the second part because um, I'm pretty. I'll tell you when I'm at the half point. Okay. Mark. Okay. Is that All okay? Right, yeah. Let's go. Okay. So let me try this. Um, this is I've like done it in voice memos and practice, but I haven't taken the stage yet because I have like imposter syndrome. But I'm going to a joke writing workshop. In two weeks, and like, uh, not next Monday, but the Monday after that, and I'm super excited about that. But, um, okay, let me try this. Um, I'm gonna start three, two, one. Okay. So, like, no little girl thinks to themselves, when I grow up, I want to be a human. <laughs> I do love it, I jokes that's bad. And no, you can't, oh, you got you got to you got to push forward. <laughs> I mean, you can't start laughing at your own joke before you get through it. They'll work on that with you in in the, in yeah. the joke academy. <laughs> this is why I got to practice. Uh-huh. And, and like in front of people and like do open mics mm-hmm. to get the giggles out. Um, and also, like I'm drinking this beer that's like nine point two ABV, and I'm like halfway through it, okay. so I probably shouldn't drink before yeah. a show. So, okay, let me start. <laughs> no, we encourage people to drink during this show. This show will help. <laughs> turn over. Hold on. Mike's on his okay. third. So no little girl right. thinks, when I grow up, I want to be a human a human toilet. I'm going to fight through the last. A human toilet. Um, so, like, I, I mean, when you turn 13, then it's, like, normal. You're exploring your kinks. You're always learning new kinks. So, like, but, like, if you're, like, six or seven, you're not thinking, I want to be a human toilet when I grow up, right? No. Right, right. So, um, let me explain, because um, it's not as straightforward as you might think. So, like, there's this male scientist, and, like, they have no reason to lie or make things up or obfuscate things because like wandering wombs are real like sometimes my womb goes for a little walkabout and I'm a little 
scared like a toddler might jump in and then when it comes back because like I feel like childbirth giving birth to a toddler would be pretty uncomfortable and I probably had to get a C-section but anyway, so this doctor did a study. It was published is, in a Is this still the is joke? Still the joke? <laughs> <laughs> it's still going. It's okay. Okay. All right. Get see, there. see. Okay. My first advice to you is you gotta you gotta cut this yeah. shorter. It's it's too okay, long. Okay. You're, you're, it's not a joke. It's a. Grow up to be a human toilet. There was a study um, by this studies. doctor, and he tested six people with vagina, um, and like. The whole process was making some, making these people squirt, right? And I don't know how they did that and how they collected the the samples. Like, did a lab assistant hold a vial under them while they, like, stimulated them? Like, that's, I gotta read the study. But it was published in a peer-reviewed journal, so it must be true. And they did a chemical analysis, and there's tea in it. I don't know if it's trace amounts, but, you know, I've had girls sit in my face and squirt in my mouth, right? And it doesn't taste like tea. It doesn't look like tea. It doesn't smell like tea. I both ha- girls pee before and after sex. And you should do that after sex if you're mm-hmm. out of the vagina uh-huh. because, you know, you don't want any UTI. Have you ever had UTI, Uh no, but wow. um, I don't think she would tell you. Not so. cramping. No, no. Okay. Um, so anyway, I'm lucky like, in that regard. I feel like um, if it's piss, then fine. It's piss, and I want girls to piss into my mouth, and I'm okay with that. Okay. Now there's this one guy in New York. His name is Giorgio. <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this, Mike? Oh yeah, of course I do. <laughs> you tell it. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Wait a no, you got to do the honors. I do do the honors, Lori. We've, okay. we've gone this far. We've gone this far. Let me finish it. Yeah, let's not prematurely. Ther- Therese is giving me a look of like horror that. that I've never elicited from her. So congratulations <laughs> yeah, to, Lori, to you, <laughs> Lori. You, you, you've taught me here. You, you, you daddy taught me, I think. And, well, she uh, said she was a top. She, yeah, yeah, she's a daddy <laughs> topper. So she daddy taught me. Like on my, my own show. Moment. Uh, yeah, uh, on my own show, I got daddy topped. Uh. <laughs> I got a positive write-up, like, in 2011 in the AC Club um, uh. Podmouth oh, with yeah. Geneva. Uh-huh. And this is, like, more exciting for me than that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I might squirt. I'm not kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Therese just okay. fell off the chair. Thank you. You know, you're, you're, you're hitting new, new, new lows. Oh, I mean, I've never gone here. I mean, I mean, this. this is the new freedom. You know, I, we're let. We got to wrap it up, though. You, I think we're losing. We're losing listeners. We're going to lose some listeners here. You know. I'll just put the bed music back on. Yeah, we'll put the bed music back on and drive her out of here. Sum it up. Sum it up, Lori. Wrap it up. So, like, I want to know if this guy, the human carpet, is still around. Uh-huh. Because I've heard he likes to go to dance parties. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like he must have damaged a vital organ. I feel like if your job description is human uh, carpet, like, you're pretty low on the totem pole when it comes to, like, the organ transplant list. Like, do you know what Giorgio is doing right now? Is he still around in New York? Yeah, he's. I'm not part of Giorgio's scene. So, <laughs> he hasn't showed up in Bayonne yet, so I think... I'm, I'm uh, not here to shame anyone, but like, I feel like 
there's like a lack of consent there, and that's somewhat problematic. Uh-huh. Okay. You feel me? Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I, I felt you so, through the whole call. And I think we're going to wrap it up right there, Lori. You, you've, you've achieved quite a lot. You set, you set the tone. Yeah, you did. Thank you. You set the tone. You set the tone. Wow. Well, it's all downhill from here. Get laughs on that one, and like you'll, you'll get. I think you need to workshop it a little more, but don't give up. You'll get howls. I don't know if it'll be laughter, <laughs> but but you'll get I'll you'll get some it. sort of response. That's for sure. We love you, Lord. Thank Thanks you for know, calling. I want to respond. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh well, my. All right. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get a refresher. Hello. Who is this? We need a. We need a palate cleanser. Let this be a, a palate cleanser. Oh, hi. This is Katie calling from Brooklyn. Hi, Katie. Uh, actually, one thing to follow up on what Lori was saying. Oh, here we I go. Re- no, just one thing. I recently read a story, I think it must have been in New York, where a guy was at a bar, and he gave a woman his cell phone to put her phone number in it, and instead she Venmoed herself $2,000. And he had, like, filed, and now he filed a police report, and he's looking for this woman who scammed him $2,000 I'm glad there's, you know, tech scammers out there. You know, know, I'm anti-cell phone, so this is another reason not to have a cell phone. Don't put the Venmo app on your cell phone. Scamming doesn't... Oh, pardon. (laughs) What was the term again? You know, that was a new term. I'm learning so many things tonight. This has been an education. Venmo? Venmo? Yeah, it's an app. It's kind of just Okay. A cooler. You're PayPal. pulling a Mike Francesia right now. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I Stan Lee. Who's that? Well, no, I, I, I've heard of Stan Lee, but I mean Venmo. I, yeah, I don't know what Venmo is. So, okay, all right. I'm sure the listeners know what it is. I'm, it's like MySpace to PayPal's Facebook. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I actually is got that a good analogy. Yes, and, okay. and I actually got really annoyed at it when I first heard of it myself because uh, I. A younger ex-girlfriend at the time was showing me, like, installing it on my phone because she was annoyed that I couldn't, like, chip in to, the, to whatever dinner or whatever. And I was so annoyed when I found out it was not only a way to pay people back, it was its own, for whatever reason, I still don't know, it was its own social network. And I'm just like, this makes no, so, so, so it has a feed and you can like when p- other people paid other people back. Do you think that, do you think, oh my god, do you think stupid. that really that stupid. kind of plays into what Lori was talking about with the pay pigs? Uh-huh. I don't want to get too deep into that, yeah. but, I, oh my goodness. I'm trying to put Katie. Lori's call behind me. Uh, well, I originally called to talk about cornhole. Okay, all right. Beca- or, um, Let's get back on I don't topic. Know if you, yeah, I don't know if you know, but now, at least this year, I don't know how many years they've done it, after the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on mm-hmm. 4th of July, they have a cornhole competition at the baseball stadium in Coney Island, and they show it on ESPN. Okay, and yeah. Re- regular so ESPN or like ESPN two? Or no, five. ESPN. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming up in the world. It's in, it's in ESPN. Yeah, it's in that world. Yeah, and it's just so sad because the stadium is empty. I'm sure it's like empty, half empty for cycling games too, but it's just so pathetically empty broadcast on television and I just don't I don't get it like who why I well, don't, who is it for well I think we're on the cusp of the cornhole revolution 
And uh, <laughs> so, so that you know, there may not be crowds now, but uh, next year it's going to be bigger, and the year after that, it's just going to keep that growing. That could be a good scam for you to get in. Get yeah, in sure. on the bottom of the cornhole scalping ticket. Buy those tickets yeah. now for yeah. Fourth of July, and you could make a five hundred. You could sell them on APMike.bandcamp.com. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, that's an idea. I'm, I'm looking for angles. I'm always, uh, you know, <laughs> always, always trying to look out for angles. angles. Yeah. <laughs> I should mention I, I do have an angle going right now. It's the uh, calendars <laughs> at apmike.bandcamp.com. Yeah, people uh, people have been very nice, and I, and I want to thank everybody who's placed an order. Uh, they're picking up through the holiday season. Uh, speaking of holiday season, happy Hanukkah. Yes. To all our uh, people who are celebrating the holiday, and um, yeah, uh. yep, that's all I got. <laughs> thanks for calling. Thanks. 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 Thanks for cleansing the palate. I mean, Laura's <laughs> call is is left. Oh, a, a, that. A, yeah. I mean, remember when all we wanted was no murders? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah. Please, no murders. Yeah. Please, no murders. Yeah, that was our first show. Yeah. Childhood trauma was our <laughs> topic. <laughs> Childhood trauma. Was our topic, and it was one sweaty. I mean, I was sweating bullets by the end of that show because he just kept building with one horrible caller after another. Right. Wasn't there a firecracker and a baby carriage? Was well, that, that was my that story. Was yes, you. yes, <laughs> that was my story. But I, I'm not Why the one who alluded to this. I, I was the one. I was not the one who alluded to a possible murder by rock throwing. Oh, you know, boy. remember that's it was like a please no murders a, Ray, a Ray, Raymond Carver story. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, let's let's get that out front. No no murder stories tonight. Uh, no more daddy topic stories. I think we've covered covered that for uh, the next couple of years. Uh, that subject or uh, pay pigs? Yeah, no more pay pigs. I'm learning so well, much. <laughs> I'm learning yeah. so much. Thank you for calling. You're on the line with. AP Mike oh. and Therese hey. on Depravity's Rainbow. Hi. Yeah, hey, what's uh, what's going on, guys? It's Dan in Bear Valley. How's it going? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Very good. Um, so I was hoping that uh, Mike would tell us about um, his first experience with pornography. <laughs> Don't you wish you didn't say no politics? Because does anybody remember that? I, I fortunately have a, a, a good memory, you know. I think I, I've told this story before, you know. Um, you know, uh, it's a, it's about uh, there was a wooded area near where I grew up called the Ditch, and and and, and the, the older boys had a, an outdoor stash there, and somebody started tearing up the magazines. I don't know why they would tear it up, you know, but it was all like just sort of pieces pieces of torn up magazines. And, you know, I'm sort of just going through the fragments. And I picked up something that I did not recognize as a young boy. Uh, I thought it was a, a monkey's thumb, but it turned out to be a, uh, a male oh penis. You know, um, but, you know, that's that's where, you know, you, you're young and you don't know what you're seeing. And um, so, yeah, I thought it was a monkey's thumb. I thought it was something innocent. Turned out not to be. Um, Did you take any like back home with you? No, I mean it was all soggy, you know. You know, 
That's the problem with uh, the, the outdoor stash. You know, some, I think some guys do dig holes and try to protect it. But uh, most people, they're just kind of scattered, uh, harem scarum fashion. That's really a thing. Yeah, what era was this? Like, was so, somebody actually sent me in it. Somebody actually sent me a link. Somebody wrote a, an online article about the whole phenomenon. Of leaving porn in the woods? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a dying thing. Because it, of the internet. Yeah, yeah. Internet, you know, it's sort of taken it's over. It's pre-internet. You know. Um, was there anything, like, really uh, deviant amongst the stash? Like, what well, era no. Was it? I mean, it was, it was Playboy and Penthouse. You know, it was mainstream, you know. It, you know, it, it was a mainstream suburban neighborhood. <laughs> so... So but was, the aesthetic has changed. Uh, well, I mean, the internet has changed everything, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, what do you have an early experience that you remember? Oh, for me, yeah, um, my aunt, I think. Your what? My aunt. Um, my uh, my uncle was like she's like a step aunt, so mm-hmm. uh, she wasn't like blood related or whatever. But my uncle. Um, had like all these like muscle cars and uh uh-huh. there was uh there's those like specialty magazines where the guys would like show off their cars and have like their you know wives topless and stuff on them or whatever and that was the first one i ever saw yeah those 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 were actually sold in drugstores you know it, it was, was called i remember what it was called it was called auto buff auto buff yeah okay well yeah auto buff. self-explanatory <laughs> but uh yeah. i remember you know you could go into your local drugstore and, you know, they wouldn't have Playboy out, but they'd have these uh, also motorcycle magazines as well. You know, chopper, yeah. photos of choppers with topless women. Easy on. Rider. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was the best you could do in a drugstore as a young boy, you know. And Saga yeah. magazine. I don't know if anybody remembers Saga. I'm dating myself here. It was a magazine called Saga. It was a men's magazine. But it was... It was uh, soft. It was, it was not Playboy. It didn't have full nudity. But, it, you know... It oh, well, a, no, this was full nude, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I guess they had some of those. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, you might have. <laughs> Did that? you have access to, like, a, a, like a VHS or Betamax or anything then? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like, yeah, I, gr- I grew up through that period, so that was, like... Yeah. But they kept those in a the revolution. Part of the yeah, store. Yeah, behind, behind the swinging yeah, doors. you had to... That's Tom... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the stores always had the swinging doors, yeah. and uh, you'd, you'd make that journey back there, and uh, just hope that nobody recognized you when you came out front. <laughs> it was um, it was it was a risky it was a risky proposition. You know, you were you were putting your life in your hands when you went behind those swinging doors. Yeah, you might come out and like see your <laughs> and math teacher, and you, or and something. you came back came out with uh, inside Seika. <laughs> Or whatever. Yeah, it felt like Edward when you made it through successfully, it felt like you just like you know scored a home run or something. Yeah, I was fortunate. I, I never, I never met anybody uh, that I coming recognized out of the uh, coming out of the store. Although I, I, I have told this story before. There was a, uh, <laughs> I, I came out of uh, this was an adult store. This wasn't even a, a video store. And I came out, and I, I recognized a guy. Did it have blacked-out windows? It had whited-out okay, windows. With but the, the windows with were the huge, With the huge warning, the, the warning to everybody. That, was it on the side of, like, Route 10 no, or something? No, it, it was literally right on Highway Route 9 okay. next to a diner. 
and uh, Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. An outtake if, from the river. If Bruce, <laughs> if Bruce went a little further south, yeah, he, we he, we got we got a different song down there. Yeah, I but, think it was on Working on a Dream. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, this this literally was right on the highway, and um, Tom Tom talks about it, and it, it's a great thing to just beep your horn. <laughs> when you see somebody come out of come out of store, because then you're, they're, they're just going to be like, "Who saw me?" You know, like a, like which is like, like that, that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that is like the greatest. That is That's like the good. greatest thing you could do. I never got a beep, but you know, uh, well, I, ca- I I came out and I, I I met somebody I knew. I never got a beep. I never got a beep, but uh, I ran into this guy. And, you know, he was a little embarrassed, but, you know, I never forgot what he said. What did he say, Mike? He said, we all had our needs. We all have our needs. (laughs) It's like, I couldn't argue with the guy. You know, so I was like, yeah, you're you're right. We all have our needs. And, um, yeah, that was my one and only encounter. (laughs) Did he whisper it? (laughs) No, no, no. You know, we were outdoors. We, We weren't even inside the establishment. So it's like, you know, you, you, you Mike, know. I, 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 I appreciate your candor, uh-huh. guys. You know, I, it's, it's this this country's weird about sex. I mean, people are just so uh, it's 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 weird. It's it's not like this in other countries, and you know, they're not embarrassed by it. You know, they don't feel like they have to hide that they're sexual beings. They don't white out the windows of their adult bookstores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Another story I always always tell you. Well lighted place. When I was working in Manhattan, I used to walk down Eighth Avenue, and this was back when it was it was funky, and there was still lots of uh, adult bookstores and adult theaters. And I was, oh <laughs> yeah, I guess in, in keeping with the Hanukkah theme, I remember I was behind. Where is this going to go? <laughs> Do not. I was, I was, I was behind this Orthodox Jewish fellow. And instead of just him just, wa- you know, bravely walking into the store, he literally walked in sideways, thinking, like, he would be less less noticeable walking in sideways to an adult bookstore than if he just proudly pranced into the store. You know, he did a sideways walk, which was unnatural. And so, of course, it caught, I th- I it think caught my attention. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you know, it's like... Well, in his defense, that that's in the Old Testament, I think. Okay. I think, I think well, maybe he wasn't three-dimensional. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, never walk sideways into an adult bookstore. You know, just be, you know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about it. You know, come on. You know? That's like a, that's, that's wisdom to live by. Right. Yeah. One to grow on. Never walk sideways into an adult bookstore. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> well, we you guys are, you guys you are know. good people. Do we have any other callers, Pat? How are you doing? We got one. Thanks, okay. Dan. Thanks for, thanks for the call. Uh-oh. There we go. And if you want to call, it's 201-332-3484. Your call will be next on Depravity's Rainbow at 201-332-3484. Or just think 201 Dead Hug. Porner Pot, you're on with uh, Mike oh and Therese. Oh, God, Pat. <laughs> what? Just kidding. Hi. Tom? Hi. What's your name, dude? Oh, it's Tom. That's Hi, my Tom. name. Oh, it's yeah. Tom. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Can we make that background music louder when <laughs> it's all possible? 
I can still hear just a hint of your we, voice. We can, we can um, fade it out. Turn let's, it let's fade it out. Fade it down. Yeah, yeah. How about you fade it out? Okay, it's not right, good right. for the callers. I'm, I'm, I'm a semi-professional, right Tom. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Who's running? The, you're not running the board, are you? No. No. You got to turn that background music down. That bad music's deafening. Okay. Sorry. For the callers. Okay. Well, you guys got it. You got it. Oh, what is it? What? <laughs> oh. Are you sorry, Tom? Oh, turn it down. I did, Tom. I turned it off when you first mentioned it. Oh, you don't know how loud it is right now, Pat. You don't know is how loud it is. Is it still going on your Mac? Maybe I'll just, that's the I'll problem. just kill it all the way. Okay, yeah. There we go. Oh, there, that's better. Thank you. Thank you. Oh God! I tune. I tune in for. I say, I say to my. I'm working. I'm in a parking lot. That's all I can say. Is I'm in a parking lot in Toronto, outside. Oh, by the way, my name's Tom. Everybody, I'm the host. The host of the normal thing that goes on here on Tuesday nights. And thank you, uh, Therese and Mike, for doing this. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, so I go to a parking lot. I'm in a parking lot. It's Arctic conditions, and I'm just. Uh, let me just step aside for a second here. Uh, a little bit of what my two friends are uh, <laughs> drumming up to keep it going. I hear Mike talking about Chopper magazine. I'm just oh, what the? I heard for 15 seconds. I'm like, I think I have to call in. You're lucky you Chopper didn't hear Lori. Yeah, did you hear Lori? Oh no, no, I didn't. Oh, I wow. didn't hear Lori. Yeah. Why? What was that about? Oh yeah, I don't even want to. I might have to. Time. I might have to label this one explicit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? Why is it? Why? Why is it that that, you, that that people act like they don't know what the show has been about for 19 years? I've been doing it. That suddenly they forget the parameters of things because I'm not there. It's like you wouldn't go watch a Gilligan's Island and suddenly there people were running naked on it. <laughs> I just because whoever was running the show, which is, the rules don't change that much. Sherwood Schwartz is off that uh-huh. week, so. Then. Yeah, he was sure which horse goes to, takes a vacation. Suddenly, people sunning themselves with no clothes on. Goodness. On Gilligan's Island. That doesn't happen. Oh, Mike, you are, you bring it out in the Mike. I, yeah, no, I, you know. Right out the gate, Tom. It, oh, it was. Yeah. You too. You're just as complicit. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I, I'm not behind the board. I'm sitting uh-huh. next to Mike, so I don't have no. any control. But you put vibes out. I did. Two of you. The two of you give off vibes that bring the bring out the worst oh, side of these callers. I think there, there's there's a, a, a small portion of your audience, Tom, that for whatever reason they do, you're you're sort of a super ego figure. And we're the and, and, and we're the yeah, it. All right. And we're the yeah, it. Okay. So you know, it's a little bit of a release. You know, it doesn't have to be very often. But when when it, it there's a little release, release. But please say release again. <laughs> I uh, I haven't thrown up yet. Well, you haven't heard my talk about please. cornhole. Then uh, I was talking about cornhole. No, I saw an email. I saw an email about it, and then I ripped the top half of my laptop off. <laughs> uh, it's just a keyboard now uh-huh. with no screen. <laughs> so I think that's. How are what... you tonight, Tourette? I don't want to talk to you. Later. I'm okay. How are you tonight? I'm doing Tourette? okay. I'm, uh, it's nice to hear your voice. I'm happy to be here. It's nice to yeah. hear your voice too. Well, thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. Keep come on, keep, 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 tighten it up, Mike. <laughs> no, Tom, I, I did give you, you know, one of, one of your funnier, the funniest things we were, you know, we did talk about adult bookstores earlier. Of course, <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I did talk about 
which I think was brilliant. You're uh, beeping the horn whenever you saw somebody come out of it. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> it's a class. Driving past yeah, the yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. I always blow the horn twice as if I, uh, as if somebody recognized that friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's your worst nightmare. Yeah. You'd be walking out of that place. <laughs> oh, no, is that my boss? I don't know who that was. Uh-huh. Who just spotted me? I was running to my car, and then I got somebody honked. They recognize me with this baseball cap and dark glasses. Yeah, yeah they're like, I have, if I run quickly, I could be in my car in 10 seconds. I just run across this parking lot. I thought about you today, Tom, when I, I saw an article. Oh, thank you, Mike. <laughs> I think about you every day. I saw an article. Are you familiar with a person called Ryan? He's a YouTube star on Ryan Toys Review. He's a seven-year-old, Tom. Mm-hmm. He he made last year twenty two million dollars. Oh, good for him! Yeah. <laughs> God bless him! God bless him! He earned every nickel of it. And, and here's what he does: he's one of these unboxers. Yeah, unboxers. So so so, so he's a seven year old unboxer who unboxes yeah. toys. Yeah. And now he's one of uh, the most popular influencers. They call them these people that yeah. don't really do anything. Book. They don't do anything. They unbox things, and yet they influence people to buy stuff. I guess. Yeah, yeah. During an interview, because yeah, everyone wants to be like this to- toy. <laughs> what's his name? Ryan, the toy boy. Yeah, what is R- Ryan Toys Review. He's also got Ryan's Family Review. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. He's Ryan. a mini, mini millionaire. They call him. No, he's not. No, he's not. This, kid's gonna, this kid is not a mini millionaire. <laughs> His parents are millionaires, uh-huh. and Ryan uh, ain't gonna be uh, ain't gonna be pulling the trigger on a whole lot of those things to unbox by the time he's the legal age. Uh-huh. His family's gonna burn through that money. Well, they said that there's some sort of uh, way to protect the money now. I, I, I didn't. Oh, remember. I'm sure. And I'm sure. I'm sure every safeguard has been taken for a family that rams their kid in front of a, a computer. It makes them unpackage, uh, makes them do unboxing videos all day long. I'm sure they just have his best interest at, at heart all the time. They, they got him, uh, they probably got an ankle, uh, shackle on him, making him, uh, unpack, uh, the, what, uh, the shoots and ladders shows up. He's got to unpack it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 2018 version of Gypsy. And uh, there was yeah. a, there was a quote from him in, in the article. I, I think he did an interview on, uh, NBC. And he, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not modest. He says, I'm entertaining and I'm funny. And it's a seven-year-old thing. <laughs> yeah, a seven-year-old. Yeah. Well, I can only root for him. Uh, he sounds like he sounds like a real. Uh, his parents, I'm sure, are just gems. Uh, not going to even put down a seven-year-old. I'm going to this. Uh, it's not his fault. He's seven. Yeah. And uh, his parents, he's, they, they, they 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 let their kid just say he's the greatest, and he's it's not. Oh, he's got to deal with Walmart. He's got to deal mm-hmm. with Walmart. So he's on. Packaging, you know, if you just take a stroll through Walmart's uh, toy section, you'll see him. He's uh, all over the packaging. So, yeah, well, we'll see him also at Walmart in about 11 years. We'll also see him back at Walmart. Maybe not on the packaging as much as um, as uh, sw- swabbing the decks. Uh, so he'll be in the toy aisle when someone throws up in the toy aisle. Uh, I'll have to clean it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to play it like your your show now. I'm talking about throwing up. 
figure to kind of try to fit in. Thanks, Thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Try to bring a little class to the Okay. No, I'm I'm, I'm trying. And it goes double for you. It goes double for you, Therese. I I don't expect anything of Mike. Uh I I expect literally nothing of Mike. And then you let that kid in there to screen calls. Oh, yeah? That kid. (laughs) What's his face? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he's a good guy. Joe? He's all right. Mike. Yeah. Did you ever see that kid in there any of the weeks I was doing the show here? <laughs> I, I I didn't know I had to run yeah, by. No, no, yes or no. Yeah, Somebody no. just answer me. You yeah, ever no. see that kid in here when I'm here? No, no. No, I go away. Mm-hmm. I go away because I got to work. Mm-hmm. I, uh, suddenly suddenly you, you guys got a frat house going in there. <laughs> you got that Joe Duffy kid who, look, he's a very nice guy. Very nice guy. Very funny. I like him a lot. Uh-huh. But, uh. Just, uh, all I'm going to say this, uh, the uh, Eddie Pay Ash K, uh, <laughs> Eve K, it A, away A, um, fray, im hey. Copy that. Oh, nay, problem. And did you order food? I'm sure you ordered food. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. We ordered oh, of course. What'd you get? What'd you guys get? A uh, steamer trays tonight? <laughs> we got, uh, Clam Casino. <laughs> a little lobster bisque. We got. No, what did you get? No, we got, got a we got a we got a pizza pie. And um, pizza pie. oh boy, never so jealous. And, and you'll pizza, be the pizza up here is the worst. <laughs> I went to a pizza place the other night. I got a, a thing that had sun dried tomatoes on. It tasted like fish. I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> I go, oh, what's on that slice? Uh, sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah, I'll get one of those slices. Start eating. It tastes like uh, rotten uh, rotten fish. I threw it in the trash. <laughs> the, the, that's a moment where uh, you, you, if it was here, you'd, you'd think you'd think the impractical jokers are going to show up. Are you sure it wasn't? Are you sure it wasn't an old anchovy that you you mistook for a sun-dried tomato? I mean, no, if they were sun-dried tomatoes. They clearly. Had some filthy tray or something back there that they just didn't wash and made another pizza in. Uh-huh. You'll be happy about this, Tom. We got here early. We ordered a pizza, yeah. and yeah. We, uh, we're, we're stuffing some envelopes for you. Oh, thank you. The, those are the patches that are going to go out to all the people who gave uh, earlier in the year to uh, uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. I'm going to be back soon. I'm trying, guys. Soon, soon. Okay. Yeah, we're getting closer. Um I am going to say this, though. So, all kidding aside, Pat. Yes. The Joe Duffy kid. <laughs> yeah. Throw him, throw him, so, throw him. Uh, I want you to throw him some money. Uh-huh. All his, right. Uh, thing. Go to the petty cash. Go to my hidden petty cash envelope. That uh, okay. do what when Mike leaves the room. You know where that one is. I know where that. I one definitely is. don't want him seeing that. Because <laughs> he's got look. He's got what they call uh, sticky fingers. Yep. They call it sticky fingers. It's a Bayonne thing. He can't help it. Uh-huh. He just wants a taste, is what he figures. <laughs> if he sees money, he wants a taste. <laughs> and I don't think Therese has it because she's not Bayonne. But no. Well, I've already arranged for getting my taste once Joe gets the money. So that's how. It oh, works. so you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a, what a tribute? Get a little tribute <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah, his yeah, his yeah, money? Yeah. Right. He's gonna kick it up. He's going to kick it up. He knows where to kick it up to. Yeah. And also take care of Therese, Pat. Take care of Pat Therese. You got it. We're going to split the difference. Don't take care of Mike, though. Don't take care of Mike. 
Theory makes way too much on this show with the dumb calendar. I, I hear I've, I've heard nothing. And this is the worst part. I hear nothing but raves about this stupid calendar. Everybody loves it. Yeah. I just want to see one bad review of this calendar. I've yet to see it. Uh-huh. This guy, it's, this guy is, is like he's it's like his calendar. He's like the phantom thread of calendar makers. <laughs> he's it's rave reviews. Uh-huh. And I try to stay on customer service is important to me too. Oh, I know it is. I know it's for you. That's really job number one. Is you make sure that the people are happy, and that's the worst part. Is honestly that you're making them happy, and you're you're sincere about that, and you actually take care of the people. God knows why these people go over to apmike.bandcamp.com, and I'm sure they can order these stupid calendars and get them in time for the holidays. Because um, Mike, I'm sure he's walking the post office every day, mailing yes. things out. Yeah. So he's sending these stupid things out. You'll get them. You order a dumb calendar, a stupid uh, headshot, uh, idiotic T-shirt, whatever you want. He's got it over at apmike.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, look, I, I stepped into a, a, a car to talk to you guys, but uh, work work summons me, so I have to go back out into the Arctic uh, tundra that is Toronto and uh, – stand back in a parking lot for an hour and a half so uh do you have a good yeah. coat yeah oh yeah i do but you know what uh the winter is stronger than any coat out here yeah it's cold up here now you know why these animals eat poutine all day long <laughs> sure because it's just carbs they're just they're just stockpiling carbs so they could uh, burn it off any snow yet oh no no it snows every two days oh, okay flurries every two days ah. Yeah, it doesn't stick. Just, uh, just enough to be uh, slippery. We, we miss you. You, you did miss the carp. What, they're, what are they calling that? That that we had a winter storm. I heard somebody refer to it as the carpopolis. Popolis. Carp. What? Carpocalypse. Carpocalypse. Yes. When Why? Uh, because cars were. Oh yeah, cars. Traffic co- couldn't move. All of the all the cities got caught off guard. With the amount of snow, which was not a lot, but it, it happened like just before ru- rush hour. It was more than they expected. It still was not a lot. It was like suddenly New Jersey turned into North Carolina. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, suddenly they, they, what happened? I lost oh, it. you guys just off to all of a sudden. People, it, it took I people. I, I know somebody who was stranded for hours on the Verrazano Bridge. You know, it was like people yeah. couldn't move all over, all over the region. Somebody like a ten-minute drive through Newark took three hours. You know, it was. Mm-hmm. Type of thing, and um, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, think it's any easier up here? <laughs> it's not. Trust me, Mike. Uh-huh. It's not easier uh, up here. No, it's not. At least down there, you can be stuck in the car. You know, you're going to get to some food you can hold down. Mm-hmm. You know what? Easier peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> wow, that's pretty bad. And then one day, it t- one day it tasted off. Uh-huh. One oh. day it was literally off. Peanut <laughs> butter, jelly, bread. How about Someone cheese and crackers? You like cheese and crackers? Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> I don't trust the mitts. I don't trust the mitts of my coworkers. <laughs> Wouldn't kill these people to break out some tongs every once in a while up here. <laughs> Apparently that's an American concept. <laughs> tongs. Tongs. Yeah. Well, Therese, you are a, a 
I'm so happy you're there. Thank you for doing oh, it. Anytime. Does it feel all right to you to be back doing it's, the Providence Rainbow? It does. It does. It's 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 uh it started off. Yeah, it's 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 like we never left, Tom. Well, good. Do yeah. you think you'd have it in your heart to ever do this again with Mike? Well, let's see how the rest of the night goes. Well, that's a fair. That's a fair <laughs> point. Let's see. There might be a lot of damage Mike can do, and also a lot of damage you could do, Therese. You're not innocent in this. I, no, I. You're I, not innocent. I'm, I know I, the dynamic. I know the dynamic. You, you know, what you do on the show, Therese. You do what the ventriloquist, I mean, the, the ventriloquist. Uh, does where he's just like, oh, I can't help what he's saying, folks. Yeah. <laughs> he's There's got a, little a mind bit of, that of his own. Now, Billy, don't be rude to the audience. <laughs> These are nice people. But you're the same. That's the thing. You I'm and Mike rainbow. are... Your Mike is Billy. We're simpatico. Yeah. Yeah. In our own closer way. than closer than you want people to think, I Therese. Know. I, yeah, you, I know. Uh-huh. It's, uh, but I love it. Thanks. And I everyone else you. loved it too. I gotta say, it turned my stomach a little bit to see how excited people were that Mike was gonna have his Mike was gonna be in the captain's chair. Turned my stomach a little. But I'm not bit. in the captain's chair, and actually, uh, Therese was having a bit of anxiety not having the board the console and behind yeah. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. It's yeah. right? It's, it's hard. Not yeah. easy to get used to. You don't have your hands on the knobs. No, no. Who's back? Pat's behind the board? Pat yeah. is. But yeah. I'm closest to the All door, right. so I I can, like, make a quick escape if necessary. Sure. Mike always makes sure he gets in that corner, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. He went right for that corner. You're yeah, right. Yeah, right to it. Oh, yeah. that's Mike's seat. You didn't know that, Therese? That's Mike's seat. Well, I guess because he can have, yeah, he can see... I don't know. I don't know. I can't yeah, he's get in into the corner. His, I can't get into his head. No, he thinks he thinks it's casino that he has to have his back to the wall so he can see who's coming at him. It's a, it's a good uh, philosophy, I think. Yeah, yeah, and and look, this Joe Duffy. Uh, thank you, thank you, uh, Joe, for doing this. Did I would I have chosen for you to be in the studio? No, I wouldn't. Have, I'll be honest. Not not my first choice. Am I happier there? Eh, no, I'm still not <laughs> happier there. Are you doing a great job? I'm sure you're doing a great job. Uh-huh. I'm sure of that. Throw him some money at the end of the night, Pat. You got it, Tom. And, Pat, you're always a joy. And I don't know where Dudio is. I don't know what the deal with that is. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think he knew the, I think he knew the heat was going to go down on this show, and he, he, he decided, oh, I wasn't there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He wanted to let us crash and oh, burn and yeah. spill it, yeah. tailspin ourselves out. He's washing his hands. So you know, so you know, what's that? What's he doing? He's washing his hands. Like punch his pilot. Oh, he's washing his hands. <laughs> I think you said he went to see a band. I was like, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. We're, we're um, going gonna to hear his uh, Spotify selections uh, momentarily. Yeah, oh no, super, <laughs> super. What was he playing last time? Imperial, Imperial Drag team. came up. Imperial team. Yeah. God bless him. God bless all of you. <laughs> all right, you have a great Tom. night. All right, thank you. I hope you all soon. Bye. Okay, Stay safe. bye. Thank you, bye. Yay. I think I did the right thing, not telling him I played Steely Dan earlier. He'll find out. Uh, you think so? Yeah. I would say let's go to a song, but you guys want to keep moving, right? We got close. We have one more. You want to take it right away? Sure. Why not? All right. We're going right away to line two. You're on with Mike and Therese. Hello. Are you there? Hi, this is Steven. Hi, Steven. Hi, Steven. Uh, 
One second, let me. Okay. So I was calling about uh, the cornhole thing. Okay. Oh. So back in like a few years ago, we uh, for school we went outside to play like cornhole, and like other kids were playing like soccer and that. But you know we started playing cornhole instead. It's such a just like a boring game, right? Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> uh, when we started like accidentally like if one hit someone like accidentally threw one at another person's body. Okay. Yeah. We'd like. You know, someone would throw one back at them. Uh-huh. So at one point, it just started like turning into like a, bean- a complete just warfare, a beanbag fight. Beanbag. Bean. Yeah, yeah. But, like okay. fighting with them. Uh huh. Well, that's actually. Yeah, sort of, I mean, were, were people drinking? I mean, it is a sport. I think that's you know centered around drinking. I mean, that's what I observe in the, the parking lot at uh, MetLife Stadium. Um, no, no one was doing yeah. that. But, no one uh, was drinking. It, it was for a uh, cool thing, uh-huh. but they also had like like giant Jenga blocks out. Mm-hmm. So at one point, we just start getting so mad at each other, we start like hurling those at each other. So it's just something like got like real hurt bad. Can, can you can you get hurt by a beanbag? I mean, you could throw a beanbag. Well, depends on the velocity. Yeah, I was just gonna say the velocity. Is, yeah, I mean, it? some people. Yeah, they get started to get hurt. Uh-huh. Out, what was the worst like, injury? Uh, I think someone got like bruised on their arm, pretty bad. On their arm, okay. I was, gonna, I thought you were going to say the eye. I would see that no, the uh, eyes yeah, might be the most vulnerable. You know. Yeah. And at one point, we just start like picking up like wooden like blocks and sticks and like actually start fighting. Uh huh. Where were the teachers? Uh, people, people got poked with sticks. Where? So you said this was a school function. Caller, hello. What was that? Where were the Where were your teachers when this happened? Or I, your coaches? I don't know. I think they were watching the kids playing soccer. I think. Ah. And this man. Uh, eventually, eventually, got stopped. Good. Okay. So you would say you're not a fan of the the sport at, at, anymore? No, no. It's a pretty pretty weird sport. It's pretty boring. It ruined it for you. Okay. Is, is that rain in the background? What's the, what? I, I hear water. Are you in the shower? Uh, Are you yeah. the first? It's, you're in the shower. No, okay. Out. Oh, okay. That was me. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought we had our oh, first wait. caller talking to us while they were showering. The first caller tonight. <laughs> yeah. Did we, didn't we get a call from the shower once? Did we? I feel oh. like maybe we did. <laughs> or, or maybe they say they need a shower after the well, show. I, that could be possible. Silkwood shower yeah. after... I think uh, Pat was jumping into the shower after uh, Lori's call. I think we all need a shower. Yeah, we all um, we're all Uh different now. (laughs) We've been changed. We have been. We Uh have been changed. Anything else, caller? Uh, Nope. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Mike, how do I do this? I I don't know. We've been abandoned. I know. Uh huh. I did it. Did it? Okay. I think so. Any more calls? No. Oh, okay. We got a vamp. Yeah, because uh, we, <laughs> um, we don't have. I don't know how to run this board. Yeah. No, uh, I, it's not like the one at WFMU. No, it's different. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. How's it going, Mike? Okay. <laughs> 
How's it going? Going good. Good. Um, what I, I, I was thinking the other day about the, uh, the Donnie Brook and the Cook's Nook. Yeah, yeah. How did that end up working out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did it actually go down? Now, I, I can't, I, I've forgotten the circumstances. I remember the phrase. Yeah, I only remember the phrase. Oh, okay. Well, it, it was a good phrase, but I, yeah. I can't remember what the fight was or anything like that. Was it like some sort of like mixed martial arts or, or? Well, it's funny you mention that because. <laughs> I segued. Thank you. Uh, one of one of my other uh, signs of decline uh, occurred the other evening. I was uh, well again at a bar, and um, you know I was just sitting there next to a couple, and they had a uh, UFC on the television, which I'm not a fan of that. I, I you know I mean boxing, boxing is barbaric. You know I I can you know I'm not going to defend boxing as being completely civilized. But uh, UFC, to me, is taking it down even further, um, in which, you know, for me, the problem is that people are being punched in a defenseless position, and they allow it. And well, uh, people are being punched in box. Well, they're being punched with, with padded, padded gloves. Okay. And also, there is a referee who does step in when it is apparent that somebody is being injured, whereas in uh, MMA, mixed martial arts, they call it, uh, they'll let somebody pound somebody in a defenseless position unmercifully for a while before the referee does intercede. And sure enough, I started telling, you know, talking to this person, and I'm saying, you know, I really think the sport is barbaric. I think it's still banned in New Jersey, which I think is... You know, it says something decent about New Jersey. It was originally, when it first started happening, they called it human cockfighting. And I think that's an accurate description of what it is. Well, I, I would think that the humans in the, uh, in the arena have consented to be. Oh, there. yes. No, so of course. It's a, yeah. It's, yeah, near, it's, yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. That, 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 yeah, roost, I'll just, I'll just, yeah, I'm splitting chicken, hairs, I know. The chickens, or feathers. The, chi- the chickens. The chickens, the chickens the roosters, did not consent. Are they chickens? They're roosters, I think. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, but yeah, they, they don't consent. Okay. Anyway. And, they, and, and, and they don't normally have spurs on their, their ankles or whatever, um, to draw blood. But, um, so anyway, sure enough, this, this fight degenerated to a point where a guy wait, was. Wait, 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 wait. I, I want you to back up and clarify. Was this fight happening at the bar you were at? No, it was on television. Oh, okay, it was on okay. television. I, I don't know yeah. if it was live. You know, I mean, it's it's a big big money maker now. It's on lots of stations. It's was it like a pay per view event? It could, I don't think it was a pay per view, but it may have been a live event. It may not have been. Okay, I don't follow this stuff at all. But uh, so I gave this guy my little speech about how I I don't I dislike this sport, and he's looking at me as if you know with this amazed look on his face, like where did this guy come from? And why doesn't he like it? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's wrong with him? He's like, like I was an alien. He's just amazed. And then I could see over his shoulder, his girlfriend's sitting next to him. And she's, I think, getting mad that I'm sort of like criticizing her boyfriend for indulging in this barbaric uh, sport that that he he actually enjoys it. Uh, Is he a... A participant or just a no, fan? No, no. He was a fan. He, he, I think he actually requested 
from the bartender to have it put on the television, you know. So he he was definitely interested and he was watching this fight, and I picked up on that, and that's why I felt the need to start criticizing right. the sport. Right. You know, I, I never called this him. This guy a name. over here is having a good time <laughs> watching this TV. Yeah, yeah, and then this, yeah, here I come. And this I'm guy's gonna, out with his lady uh, love. Uh, <laughs> They're having a nice time. Yeah, yeah. Let me ruin it. And I and I kind of did because uh, <laughs> you know they, they didn't stay much longer. I mean. Basically, this this fight demonstrated my point because this guy got pounded. I mean, this guy, you know, a couple of years he won't be won't be able to tie his own shoes. You know, he'll he'll have to get those uh, those Velcro shoes. They, you know, <laughs> for people. That's which, actually which that, in his defense, in, in our de- it's it, very convenient. The Velcro are, yeah, shoes. Yeah. Oh wait, is this a call or did I never hang up on? <laughs> I I I think I hung up on the person. I pressed the X, Pat. Is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, but you, you have abandoned to us. You have to highlight the call. Well, the I call realized was on, that. Then the lights went off. I got to tell you, I I actually the glass I had been drinking out of the whole night was filthy at the bottom oh, and it okay. grossed me oh. out. So I wa- <gasps> I, got, I waited till the water was nice like and hot. Like that pizza tray that. Tom encountered in Toronto. Yeah, so I, I skeeved me out, then I had to scrub it, and uh-huh. now it's clean, and I it's to my standards. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, we had to fend for ourselves in here. I meant to tell Tom, supplies are so low, I'm drinking tap water. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking JC tap water, which is better than Newark, apparently. But oh, yeah, there's no lead in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Have you yeah, heard about yeah, this Newark it's, scenario? It's, it's Mike? Yes, I have. Therese? Yeah. We're doomed. Mm-hmm. East Orange, Ir- Irvington? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Essex County. I'm Hudson County, higher standards for water. I get, I mean, I, I, hope. Grew, I grew up in, you know, Verona. It's not, yes. not I far. I was in Verona the other day. And my parents are still there. I'm like, oh boy. Do they have a Brita filter? They have one of those things that's on the fridge. Is that uh-huh. a filter? Well. If it comes out of the fridge, I guess so. Yeah, it filters through something. Yeah, okay. I have one of those filters on my tap. Me too. I yeah. use that and I change I change it every yes. three or whenever yes. it slows down. The light, uh, there's a light that yeah. changes. Ours burnt out, but I... I uh, that means you need a new one. No, no. I, I, I still like time it well because like it's... it's it's it, not the time; it's the amount of water that's flowed through the correct, filter pad. Correct. No, no, it's either. It's both. It's either if you if, if it's regular use, it's three months. Mm-hmm. If it slows down, it's it's three months or ninety gallons, whichever comes first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. It, as long as you change it like pretty regularly, or if you watch how long it's slowing down, but like, but the um the actual fixture uh, stopped blinking, which because it's old. But we changed the actual filters on the fixture, right. so that's it's still okay. good. Anyway. Tap talk. Tap talk. And yeah. <laughs> I like water. Yeah. I drink a lot of it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's healthy. Important. It's healthy. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> it's needed for life. Speaking of bad things that a lot of people have that they don't know that's bad, what's your guys' take on, uh, on Teflon pans? I'm not a fan. Don't they, doesn't that cause Alzheimer's or it something? It causes Alzheimer's. It causes types of cancer. If you, if you cook on scratch Teflon, it's like the worst. And that stuff's for you. easy to scratch. Yeah. Cast iron, man. Cast iron or, uh, copper? Sta- stainless steel, stainless steel. Co- copper. Um, they make like a ceramic. Co- they make a ceramic copper mixture that's like the equivalent of Teflon, but it's better for you. Right. And, um, yeah, I've just been like, I don't know. I've always been in situations where like, you know, you you have to break it to the person <laughs> that has the pans, and you're like, uh, no. That's news to me, though. I I don't cook a lot, but uh, I didn't know Teflon was Teflon. The, 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 the How about aluminum? Is out. Aluminum. 
aluminum is okay if it's un it's the same thing if you if it's if it doesn't get Teflon's okay technically if it's not scratched oh, like right. asbestos but it's oh. so easy yeah, if it's not it's like yeah. asbestos if it's not disturbed it's right. okay but it's so easy to scratch and it's easy to scratch aluminum as well uh-huh. so it's hard to uh it's not it's not really good okay 201 dead hug educational yeah. very educational show tonight yeah public service announcements <laughs> yes um we don't have any call oh yeah we do have a call oh want to go to it yes here Comes actually, Joe's not done screening it. I don't think. Joe Duffy, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> host of uh, Peaceful Solutions. Peaceful Solutions. WFMU. Playing the hip hop. Yeah. Fridays into Saturdays. Saturdays. You're up late on Friday or early on Saturday. You're Joe on with Duffy. Mike and Therese. Yes, and Therese, you hung up on me. I, I did not one. hang up on anybody. Okay, you made a mistake. I'm on the other side of the board. Sorry. (laughs) That's true. I have one quick contribution um, because Mike brought up wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, like, last year, last Christmas, my brother made us watch, like, a pay-per-view special um, for WWE because he, like, subscribes to the streaming service or whatever, and he needs to watch every single one. So, uh, to be polite, I watched with him. And now I'm a subscriber because, oh, my God, Asuka and Sasha Banks are so hot. And also, it made me nostalgic because in high school, my brother and I would watch Women of Wrestling together, which is like a glow sort of mm-hmm. successor, mm-hmm. Um, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yes. So I, we would watch WOW together, and there was this one girl named Riot that I was obsessed with, and he had a baseball bat. I remember, I remember Riot, and I remember Wow. Thank you. So, like, one thing I always remember is that I think it was a production made sign someone messed up, and they spelled Riot Royt, and I think about that a lot. But also, I won't go into details about, like, what I thought about her doing with a baseball bat to me. Um, cause that's like not safe for work and this is a family show. And, um, also, um, I think people should pay for porn. And one of my favorite websites is ultimatesurrender.com. I highly recommend it. Like, they also hire like non-binary and gender non-conforming people. So like, I'm all for it. And also it's like, Super duper hot. If you like to watch women like holding each other down and wrestling, it's very good. Like okay. I watch Olympics, right. Japanese yeah, wrestling, okay. and it's very good. So um, that's all. Thank you. All Bye. right, thank you. Bye, Glad you got that in there, Lori. Uh, I actually, <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we can't keep compete with Lori tonight. She's, she's host. Uh, she, she's hosting next she's week. She's hosting. Yeah, yeah she'll, she'll be a co-host next time. Uh, I actually was a co-worker of a woman who worked with Glow. She wasn't on the television program, uh-huh. but she she was part of the touring uh, Glow. Uh, Is that I, like farm team? So you 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 can uh, it it was like just a way to maximize profits. You know, that, gotcha. That they could have different people touring while they had the people uh, doing the show. Uh, I, didn't, I haven't seen the series on Netflix. Um, I actually gave her, I had somebody gave me a copy of the season, first season. I don't know if it's still on. But uh, it's on Netflix, uh, a show about Glow. Um, it's great. 
Is it? Yeah, yeah. I like some breeze in uh-huh. it. Yep. And I remember watching Rick it on Aaron. television, you know, and it was it was it was funny. I was into wrestling at the time. I was a young man. I think uh once you reach a certain age, you should try to put wrestling behind you. That may be controversial. Yeah, <laughs> thing Brett. To say. <laughs> Sorry, Brett Davis. <laughs> I mean, you know, I understand. You know, there it's a little more out and open Paul about Bruno. About, mm. about not not the name names. About, no. Yeah, about that it's a stage thing. They're a little more open about that, but I don't know. It's kind of like uh, you know, I reached a certain age and then it, it no longer appealed to me. But Mike, the wrestler was filmed in Bayonne. Yeah, well, that uh, was At my your little brush. Supermarket. <laughs> yeah, when the one trick pony gone never number. Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Um, <sighs> but where was I going? With I that? have no <laughs> idea. But anyway, she toured with uh, a glow uh, unit, one of their uh, traveling units, and I didn't know. Maybe I vaguely remembered that uh, Sylvester Stallone's mother was uh involved with that with glow yeah well, she you remember she, her persona she was no i think she was so, sort of like the casting person oh okay she so, wasn't on, on so on that's how my friend got involved with it she had to meet with her i think she she knew somebody who knew her and that's how the whole thing got rolling and um so yeah that was kind of an interesting little uh story talking about her experiences what i can't remember her first name Mrs. Stallone, but she was a character for a while. She she show up on talk shows and things. Remember, um, Sylvester Stallone made a movie with Estelle Getty called "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." Yep. Yes, yes. I never. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's all I got on okay. Stallone and mothers. Eventually, they're going to run out of stuff to do with uh, Rocky reboots, and somehow that that storyline will merge oh, yeah, merge yeah. with it somehow. It'll be the child of yeah. Is I don't. No, I didn't. Yeah, I can't. I can't, Pat. I can't. I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah, I'm surprised Rambo's never made made the uh, canon by now. <laughs> what Rambo versus Rocky? Rocky. Yeah. Just do do a big split screen, split green screen. screen uh-huh. You know, would cut down on uh, salaries because you'd only have to pay one guy. Or would you? What? Would it double the salary? What? 201-332-3484. That's 201-332-3484. Depravity's Rainbow with Mike and Therese. Thank everybody's at the Yola Tango show tonight. Yeah, I wonder who the guest was. I could check. Hoboken Jack, if you're out there, tell us who the guest is. Is he going to every single one? Uh, I don't know, but he is there this evening because he, he got like a VIP fancy. Then that means he's been at every single one because I think he's posted... Yesterday and we're, the day we're, this is the third night. So it's the third, yeah, third night, third crazy night. Mm-hmm. Happy Hanukkah, everybody! Yes, Hoboken Jack. Let's get that bed music going. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I guess there is some sort of difference between what we're hearing and, and what people on the phone are hearing. Yeah, Tom was adamant. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sounded got, like he was very angry. We're, we're not... Uh, and it must have been on a delay because when I killed it on the board, he was like, oh! And I was like, what is going on? Well, I think you just 
turned it down a little bit. Not totally. No, I tur- I, on the board I killed it. Oh. Like I pulled it all the way down. Oh. And then it was still somehow on a delay. I, I don't think. think you know how to use this as well as you think you do. I don't. Know, I've, I've, I've admitted <laughs> oh, on, uh, on Meet My Friends, The Friends, <laughs> the other show we do. That uh, if if studio is a hundred percent on this board, I'm about seventy. <laughs> oh, I was able to hang up on someone. Actually, they were still on it. <laughs> Give me something, <laughs> Sorry. Pat. Um, I can't find Hoboken Jack. Well, because I'm on the best show Instagram, maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, we are in the almost eleven o'clock hour. And uh, the topic originally... Signs of decline. <laughs> signs of decline. We got a few cornhole. Yes. We, we, we hit, a, hit a nerve there. Let, but, uh, let's review. So we've got cornhole. Cornhole. Um, beeping at people coming out of adult bookstores <laughs> yep. is fun. MMA? Are you for it or against it? I like just regular boxing, so I'm against it. Cell phones in bars? I'm going to throw another topic out there. Yes. About Hanukkah disasters, we hear about Christmas disasters, but I don't, I don't think we hear enough about Hanukkah de- disaster stories. Two zero one three three two thirty four eighty four. That's two zero one dead hug. Let's go. I mean, the whole point you, of you, Hanukkah you, was a disaster was averted. But I mean, you know, just right? about every year there's a new story about uh, a menorah setting fire to a home. There can be serious consequences. If they're you know not if using if they they're using a you know open flame. open flame as opposed to the electric menorah, um, with uh, with Christmas celebrants, it was always the real trees would catch flame every because once in a while. They would dry out. They would get dry and they from the lights, and they'd be uh, dangerous. Uh, but you know the menorahs can be dangerous too, and I think the was it last year? Recently, there was a really horrible story where I think young young children were killed. Even it was it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, so I, you know, I'm not looking for those types of stories. I'm looking for just you know unusual gifts. You know, maybe some uh, dreidel catastrophes. Kids throwing a dreidel around. Maybe somebody. You know, swallowed a dreidel. Two of them. Some of them are small. <laughs> you, I like can see. A, like, can, a, uh, like, like the like when David Bowie got hit in the eye with the lollipop stick. Uh huh. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you can get, did that happen? Yeah, to him? happened to him. Yeah. 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 Similar. I can uh, see a dreidel. Dreidel I've missed to you, Mike. The, a dreidel to the eye. I've missed oh, you. Not the no. bl- not the blunt end. The the, the, the you know the, um, the the spinning end. Uh, that, that could be worse. Yeah. Do you remember when Avril Lavigne called him David Bowie at, a, at an award <laughs> show? No, did she? <laughs> she was for whatever reason the, the presenter, and she. Well, she'd probably been reading the name, and maybe nobody in her circle ever s- said the name correctly. So that happens. People. So she said David Bowie. That happens. Yeah. I remember. Did you know, she get him? Was she like shamed? She was shamed on those Talking Heads shows oh. of, of the era. Was there like, social media at the time? Yeah, it was like in Best Week Ever kind oh, of time okay. time frame. So yeah. Did Paul Paula? I'm sure he yeah. she, he zinged her. Yeah. yeah. You want to go to line one? Yes. Sure. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I, I I can't barely hear you at all. How about now? It's a little bit better, but it's still pretty 
Why? It it's on a delay. My phone, though. It's uh, definitely on a delay. Okay. I don't know why the bed music's on a delay, but well, okay. who, what's your name, sir? Uh, my name is Jonas. I'm calling from Chicago. Hello, Jonas. And I just wanted to say that I'm really excited that Mike's finally taking over the show. I'm not taking over the show. Come on. <laughs> I'm not taking no, over no, show. I'm glad that Lori, you Lori took show. over tonight's yeah, show. I, I mean, Lori. Lori was, you know, she like I said, you know, I'm going to keep using the phrase. She daddy taught me. Uh, you know, I I I, I learned I learned things squirt. <laughs> I I learned a new phrase tonight. And uh so yeah, I mean, I no nobody beat beat Lori and she even came back for uh, an encore. So I think she drank the whole of that 9 point something beer. Well, I missed the first Hour. I only heard her last call um, talking about her favorite. Uh, well, go porn back and website. To the first one. You, you're going to have a treat there. Um, what did you want to talk about tonight? I did have a question for you specifically, Mike. Okay. And I know the show is named after it, but I just I'm like a hundred pages into Gravity's Rainbow, and do I need like? Do you have a master's degree? Do you need to be, like, very well educated to read this book? You know, I think I've told the story before where my one attempt at reading the book, you know, I made it very far, though my comprehension was very low. I mean, it was one of those books where, you know, I plowed ahead, didn't really, wasn't really following it clearly, but I, I was plowing ahead, and then I, I think I had about 100 pages left, and I left it on a bus, and I said, you know, why get another copy? I wouldn't have understood those last 100 pages either. So uh, I can't really help you there. I mean, I think there's some sort of skeleton key to Gravity's Rainbow. Somebody wrote a book, I guess, giving you a lot of background information about World War II and the rocket, the, the V rocket uh, experiments and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 the book sort of, you sort of have to just sort of plunge into it and kind of do background history on a lot of the themes that come up in the book. And, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for it, you know. I, I, I like his dumb books, you know, like uh, Vineland and uh, Inherent Vice. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I read Inherent Vice and I loved that. Yeah. So. What's the other I one? No, you're very well read, so I thought I would ask your opinion as I'm trying to trudge through this. Bleeding, what's the bleeding one? The Crying of Lot 39. Well, that's the short one. That's the one everybody takes a crack at. I, I read that one and I was still kind of mystified. I couldn't make sense of the first chapter or two and I uh-huh. put it down. Yeah. Life's short. Yeah, I thought uh, Inherent Vice was a lot easier to read than The Crying of Love. What's, what's the one that came after that? Bleeding something? Bleeding or, Edge, yeah, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that, too. You know, there were, there were okay. little things in there that were, like, funny and I could, you know, enjoy. It wasn't a, a total head-scratcher like his early books. I tried to read V once, and that didn't get too far. Just watch the TV show. <laughs> I just discovered a. It's a, about aliens. <laughs> They're lizard people. <laughs> I just discovered a writer. I, I've had his books for years. Uh, I remember getting the books because Flanner, Flannery O'Connor liked this author. Mm-hmm. His name is John Hawkes, and his first book came out like in the late '40s. You know, he passed away like in the mid '90s. He was a teacher at Brown University, but you know, he, he's he's written a, a fair number of books over the years. And they're relatively short, you know. He doesn't 
give you these giant, difficult books. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not easy reads, but there's like, it's, it's kind of so interesting that you keep going. Uh, I read The Cannibal and, uh, Second Skin. I'm reading, uh, The Lime Twig right now. I'm sort of like going head, sort of plunging head in, head first with this author, because I like him. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for something a little challenging, but you can still enjoy it, I, I would recommend him. Okay, that's great. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for yeah. If Pynchon doesn't do it for you, you know, maybe give him a shot. Um, and then I had one more question for you. Um, which, what, what's your favorite, uh, a dead show, like live, live show? Yeah, well, Tom, is, Tom, is, is this Tom. E-Cigs? This is E-Cigs, yeah, isn't I, I think it? No, this is not. He's pushing not my E-Cigs. buttons, right? Yeah. And he's going to pull it out at the end? Because, because you're giving him everything he wants to hear. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The, the, the guy who wrote, uh, no, yeah, Pinchon, that guy, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. No, is, uh, the, the show Tom, uh, trashed, uh, which I gave to him, is the famous uh, the Cornell show, five eight seventy seven. Okay. But, but I like a show for I like seventy three through seventy four. I like those shows. Eleven eleven seventy three is a really good one. I mean, I just really can't believe that Tom can't get down with like uh, China Cat Sunflower and Do I Know You Rider. Yeah, well, you know, music's a funny thing. People like different things, and I know why people don't like The Dead. You know, I, I acknowledge that they're kind of a bar band. You know. Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen is a bar band to me. I love him, you know. I think, but he's a bar band to me. But he's a bar band with depth. Yeah. <laughs> not always. Not always. He, he, he's he's a lover, mama's boy. <laughs> Did you? Uh, there's a, an article, an interview with him in Esquire. Have you seen that? I haven't read no, it yet. Okay. It's interesting. You know, he, he's you know he's talking about difficult issues he's had with his uh, mental health, and I guess I haven't seen the Broadway show. I haven't either. But it's coming on Netflix in a couple of weeks. Excellent. Yeah, so I'll watch that. I'm interested to see yeah. what it is. I wish I waited for that, uh-huh. actually. Instead of the read the book? Bre- no, instead uh, of the... Pat went to it. Yeah, that. he's talked about him wasn't, seeing it. Yeah, wasn't impressed. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, sorry. Well, okay. all right. Thank you for... I'll let you guys continue the Springsteen talk because <laughs> I think he's kind of a bore. Yeah. Well, um, well you know you know who I you know who I did see at the... Um, at the Springsteen on Broadway show before I let you go, caller? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a guy who had uh, E-cigs for legs. That I, I hung up on you him. You got him, yeah. I got him that time. Did he have the right uh, area code? Is that why you were suspicious? No, I just I just was suspicious. I never know. I know you know who it is, and you won't tell me or do to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I did make contact with the E-cigs guy. Was that I him? Read, I, no, I, I can't recognize his voice. I, I still have difficulty. You know, all these years I've been involved with the show. Young guy voices, they tend to blur to me, you yeah. know, unless they have some sort of distinctive higher or lower register. Yeah. Uh, it's generic, you know, it's. <laughs> you want to go to line two? Sure. Dudes. Yeah. You're on with Mike and T. Oh, I don't know if I like that. Therese. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I think I called you T a couple of times. You never voiced. You just uh, I've you made bur- it, you I buried made it, it, cursed my lips, you buried and it. just went. Mm, <laughs> what if I said M and T? T and M. T and M. No. No. no right. Caller, you're on with them. Please speak. Hi there. Uh, this is Stephen. I'm in New York. Hi, Stephen. It's very quiet. So, hello, everybody. 
Very good. Um, I just kind of wanted to tack on to the uh, the book talk mm-hmm. with forgetting a book in the bus. Uh-huh. I was reading uh, a Marquez book, and I don't really. I've tried, and I, it just doesn't speak to me. Mm-hmm. But I was reading uh, Death of a Chron- or Chronicle of a Death Foretold, mm-hmm. and uh, I was about eighty pages of something like a hundred pages total, mm-hmm. and it just had never excited me. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bird crapped in the book oh. as I was reading outside yeah. of a coffee shop, just under an awning. Uh-huh. So I threw that book in, in a garbage wow. nearby. Okay. That's, that a, that's a short one. That's a relatively short book by him, right? Yeah, and it still couldn't just, I, yeah. I, you know, a bird literally did its business in it. So that was Never tried one, 100 that. Years of Solitude? I have, and I also oh. didn't finish it. Well, that's a hard thing. The hard thing about that book is... Because everyone has the same name. Yeah, the names. The names yeah. drive you crazy. The names are funny. Yeah. It's beautiful. They're beautiful scenes, but... Yeah. I like that one. I, I like... Time of Cholera. Yeah, that was a good one. I really like... Which one? Love in the Time of Cholera. Ah. That's yeah. I, should I try it? Yeah, yeah. Please? Straightforward. It's more yeah. straightforward. Not... No, oh, you think I'm... Not lots think of I'm names. simpleton. No, but it's... I mean, <laughs> I, everybody has time... There are 100 time. people named Ariolano. <laughs> in Love at the Time of Cholera. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really all I had. I've read some of Pinchon's short fiction, though, and I quite, I quite liked it, but after that, I yeah, dropped so, out. What, Slow Learner? Yeah, I, I, I read yeah. some interesting things yeah, in there. Yeah. A little more mm-hmm. readable. Okay, well, thank you. Thanks, okay. Steven. Thanks for calling. Sure. Have a good one. I liked uh, News of a Kidnapping. Did you read that, Gabriel Garcia Marquez? No. It's um, it's more of like a straight uh, reporting kind mm-hmm. of thing about um, Colombia and and the drug cartels and, and kidnapping and, uh-huh. and and wait, did I hang up on this guy? I don't know, Pat. <laughs> okay, sorry. He's asking us. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Keep going, keep going. That I didn't. Was, <laughs> yeah, news of a kidnapping. Okay, I had you know the next one I was going to read. But I, you know, it's sometimes you should just flip through a book before you get it. it was uh, Autumn of the Patriarch, which I guess is sort of loosely based on uh, Trujillo. He was a uh, uh, the Dominican Republic. Dependent, yeah, it's based sort of loosely on him. It's not really, but but <laughs> then you look at the book. It's 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 one continuous paragraph. Hmm. So there's no breaks. You know, you just got to plow through it and. You know, that's kind of just a strain on the eye. You know, you, you need the sort of, I do anyway, at, at my age, you know, it, it, it's, it is, the eyes are sort of dimming. And uh, to sort of just have to plow through a book, le- a book length paragraph. I think uh, you know. if you're going to go for a Trujillo, uh-huh. I, I enjoyed Julia Alvarez. Oh, okay. Uh, in the time of the butterflies, how the Garcia girls lost their accents. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they talk yeah. about that. That yeah, time. those yeah. are set in the in yeah. the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. In in uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've I've read a little bit about the history of it. I'm sort of vaguely familiar with that. Um, but uh, yeah. And you know, Juno Diaz, although he has become problematic. Yeah, I you know I never read. The big, what's his the big brief book? wondrous life of Oscar Wilde. Yes, yeah. You know, I'm aware of that book. It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's got a. I remember it was it's in my radar. Jersey. Yeah, and um, but I just never got around to it. Uh, but yeah, I know there's stuff going on with yeah. him. 
So, do you want to talk about the Grateful Dead, or do you want to not talk about the Grateful Dead? <laughs> is that the next call? Oh, is there a... Yeah. I'll or, keep it brief, because I, I, it's a, it's a, you know, I know it irks people. I don't, you know. So, you want to go Grateful Dead, GD? Quick, quick. We'll do a quick, you know. Dead Talk with <laughs> AP Mike and Therese. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, who's this? Uh, hey, this is Martin from Albany. How's it going, Martin? I'm well. How are you? All right. Good. Um, yeah, I did have a question, which was, um, if you listened to or saw any of the um, Bob Weir-like shows that he did as a trio? No. I mean, I, you know, frankly, uh, you know, Bob Weir is not my favorite part of the Grateful Dead. You know? Who is your favorite part of the Grateful Dead? <laughs> yeah. Jerry Garcia. Well, on. you know. Okay, beyond. He, who's, who's number two? Well, I, the, Phil, you know, is more interesting musically. I mean, Bob Bob Weir had a period where I could tolerate his his voice. I mean, the Grateful Dead, again, another band with bad voices, but they had good <laughs> songs. They had better songwriting than Fish. You know, I understand that their voice is great for people. They, they don't have good voices. That's why I say they're a bar band. But, you know, all their voices deteriorated for me over time. I, I was kind of done with them by the 80s. You know, once Brent Midland arrived, I, I don't like the music from that point on. You know, I, I felt like it, it was, yeah. he was like middle of the road, like musician. And I was like, what's this guy doing in the band? I, I described his pian- uh, piano playing, electro, electric piano playing to like a nice cream truck. So, you, you, why you, would you describe it to an ice cream truck? Well, you the know the bells. It, it just had like it had this tinkly you sound liken, to it. Okay, you likened yeah, it. Yeah, I likened to it. The yes, music of I, I misspoke. I likened his his playing. <laughs> To have a vision of you trying to befriend a Mr. <laughs> Softy truck. No, and, oh. and when I when I'm saying this, I'm hearkening back to the good humor trucks, which I had actual bells. <laughs> the, the bells. I mean, yeah, that's a you know that's lost to the fog of time. I, the good humor trucks that had bells. I mean, you know the Mr. Softy with that recorded. That's the and then and didn't they have the the theme from. This, uh, what's the Paul Newman and Robert Redford movie? That the was Sting. The Sting, yes. Some trucks have that as the theme music. I heard uh, one with the Godfather. Oh, the really? Godfather <laughs> theme. Yeah. Okay. It that's, was. That's pretty cool. Very, I, I only I would, heard it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh-huh. All right, that's a new topic. Yeah, we got a new topic. I only heard it once. Best it was uh, very ice strange. cream truck themes you've heard. But anyway, yeah. No, I mean, as far as Brent Midland, once he arrived, I was kind of done with them. I had, like, the same exact opinion as you, like, before I went to one of these shows in Syracuse, mostly just because my friend was going, but my first reaction was, like, I would rather see Phil Lash, like, why would I want to go to that? And then I went, and it was actually, I don't know if it was just because I had little expectations or what, but it was, like, way... Better than I okay. expected. Well, right. Okay, that was very cool. You go with, well, I, yeah. no expectations will always be exceeded. I received free tickets to uh, uh, a friend of the show, uh, worked for MSG, and uh, they had free tickets for the Dead and Company with John Mayer's involved now. And yeah, I, I went in with the zero expectations, and uh, it was better than I thought. So, 
the, yes. the, the key to seeing any Grateful Dead affiliated thing is to have zero expectations <laughs> going into the show. They will at least be and met. Maybe, and maybe you'll find a moment that you actually enjoy. Did so. they do uh Your body is a wonderland. <laughs> no, they, uh, they steer clear of the uh, John Mayer catalog. I want to walk Entirely. through the walls of yeah, your That's what he gets school. paid for, I think. I think he gets paid not wow, to do... Wow, you know more than me. ...not to do any of his songs. <laughs> I want to scream at the top of my ah, Yeah, he's deep. He, he went deep. I what saw years him at a these? coffee shop once. He's tall. He's a tall mf He was wearing sweatpants. <laughs> but isn't he a tall mf He's taller than me. He was sitting, but he, I, uh, he was wearing sweatpants. I don't like, care what he's wearing. There. I mean... <laughs> Well, I couldn't tell that he was tall, Patrick, because he was sitting down. I saw him once. I I, called you Patrick. That's fine. (laughs) Uh Uh, You sound like my aunt when you do that. Thanks. Did you just call me old? No. My aunt. (laughs) All right. Oh, here we go. Thanks a lot. I'll I'll, I'll make it up to you. I want to walk through the walls of my high school. (laughs) I want to scream. Top of my life. What's your favorite John Mayer song, caller? Um... Bodies of Wonderland. Great. Yep. <laughs> Is it even I don't think that? I know any other ones. <laughs> um, no, he's a handsome guy, right? What What if he? What if him and John Stamos switched, and he John Mayer would be in the Beach Boys for the rest of time, and then John Stamos joined the Grateful Dead, but they never really discussed why it just <laughs> happened. And would John Mayer then go on to be on Fuller House? Yep. They would. They, uh-huh. it would. It'd be like uh, vice versa, Freaky Fridays. Switch, but with John's switcherama. Switch John. No. With okay. John's. Uh, he could be sort of the inverse Drake. Yeah. Where it's a, a white guy who starts off in music and then goes into television. Could whereas be. Drake, Drake started in television and became a musician. Are you feeling me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, I, I went out on. If a you limb. start singing Hotline Bling, though, oh, everything will change. Yeah. Seems like everything sounds like Drake now, though. I've had just about enough of this Drake. <laughs> I'm at the point where I want to say, "Hey, Drake, give me a break." But isn't oh. Drake spilling over to other rappers? That like everything's starting to sound like Drake. Oh, speaking, let's let's segue out of the Drake talk. I I, I, worked, I worked a concert. I, I, I'm working at Prudential Center now too, and uh, I worked a, a, a concert for Travis Scott. Who, you know, Travis Scott, I, I, I didn't know the name. I'm like, oh, there's a country guy playing? I'm like, okay, okay. you know, I'm going to get a lot of drinkers in this crowd. <laughs> well, Travis Scott is not a, a country guy. He's a, he's a hip-hop guy. And um, he, you may have seen a story in the news. This, this was or on, on social media. Tommy Lee from... Uh, Motley Crue? Motley Crue, yes. What's his last name? I can, is it, is it, oh, it's Tommy Lee is his last name. Well, that's oh, okay. his professional name. Oh, okay. Did you read The Dirt? Going no, back to no, books? No. That, that was a okay, fun one. Okay. Yeah. But Tommy Lee is objecting. Uh, it turns out Travis Scott has a, I, I didn't peek at the stage, but I heard people talking about, there's a roller coaster that part of the stage setup for Travis Scott. And Was this inside Mall of America? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what he's traveling around. Not only did he have a, a roller coaster on stage, he had a giant inflatable head outside the Prudential Center. Which he got at um, 
Pink Floyd's garage sale. Pink, Pink Floyd's garage sale. Thank you. I'm, no sl- problem. I'm slowing well, down. No problem. Well, unfortunately, you know the, which jokes I'm going to be. The inflatable was was his head with his mouth half open, forming a tunnel, so you could you could walk underneath this inflatable. Yeah, it was it was, it was quite something to see. Why is but, Sonic Youth <laughs> in my cooler? But anyway, so now Tommy Lee's Homer Simpson he, smiling he, politely. He, he feels like Travis Scott ripped him off because Tommy Lee had some sort of roller coaster. His it, it, drum it, it was on our yeah. I remember that. I saw a, some of the video. It was yeah. like in a. And it it was like a over hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah. And it went out. Yeah. I don't know. And it turns out that the company who did the stage set up for him. Also did the stage set up for Travis Scott. Uh-huh. So that's more evidence to him that he was ripped off and that he's going well, to he be, 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 be seeing a lawyer. <laughs> well, I he's, think his problem is with trying, the, uh, trying to make the a whole thing up. Uh, so ridiculous. Anyway. Anyway. Here's what I'll say about that. You wait. You wait until we're almost done with the show to break out the sound effects. <laughs> yep. Bad. I mean, you know, why don't we work this out in the beginning of the show? I you know, yeah, I should have had some more. I kind of forgot I had them until I was messing around on this computer. You could have used them during Lori's calls. Uh, I really wish I did. Actually, uh-huh. I forgot that I had this. Hold on a second. Let me figure this out. Uh, Speaking of uh, music and books, uh, the Beastie Boys have a book out called simply the Beastie Boys Book, which is. You know, straightforward title. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And uh, so I'm reading the review. I haven't read the book yet, but I'm reading the review, and it starts off talking about – I saw uh, the Get Off My D tour, and if – I don't know if you recall that – that first tour, they went out. With 19- Madonna and Brian No, no. I, I saw them in 87. It was uh, License to Ill had come out. It was like pretty much, I think, their first tour. And um, I saw them at the Capitol Theater with Murphy's Law and Public Enemy opening. Wow. Yeah, no, it was a phenomenal show. And I had like second row seats. So it was a great show. I had great seats. And... Uh, in the review, they, they mentioned that part of the, the climax of the show was a, they had a hydraulic penis that would rise to the ceiling behind them at the end of the show. And this, they, they haven't gotten rid of the hydraulic penis. It's in a storage facility in New Jersey. That they're paying $300 a they, month they've for? They've been paying <laughs> well, 30 some odd years, like 30 some odd years. To dispose of it responsibly. Right. But they, I guess, Maybe there's some memories attached to it. Wait, are we but, still on the phone with someone? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm still here, but I need the etiquette. <laughs> okay. But, uh, uh, so anyway, the, the, the review opens talking about the, this hydraulic, uh, penis is still out there in the storage unit in New Jersey. And then it sort of gets into how over the years, I guess they regretted the hydraulic penis and some of their of their, their antics. Yeah. But, but here's here's my thing, and I'm not I'm not defending bad behavior. You're talking uh, about the beasties. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not defending bad behavior on fans. I mean, their music to me. I mean, they're talking about doing angel dust and all this stuff. It, it was like characters. It's like 
I don't know wh- why anyone would ever really take it seriously. That was I, their take on it too, and mm-hmm. they were very uh, surprised. Well, well, you know, it, they I, did not expect to get as yeah. good as they were, and for people to take them as seriously as they did. Yeah, that, when and, they were singing and, about Angel Dust and right, and and you know, I mean, Girls I, was sung with irony. You know? Yes. I was still relatively young at the time, and I knew it was a joke. Every all my friends knew it was a joke. I don't know how you could not know it was a joke. Um, and then the hydraulic penis—I mean, to me, that's just like wow. You know, it's like to me, it was that show was hysterical. I, I you know, it's like I was laughing through the whole thing. They were throwing out free it beers. It was like Commedia dell'arte. <laughs> they were throwing out. They were. They were. They were throwing out free beers. I, I, I caught a free beer. And uh, but then you know in the review they're talking about uh, you know how they they sort of r- repented so on and and Adam Yao uh, you know got very serious with uh, Buddhism and the Dalai Lama and I'm I'm reading this and I'm like you know why not the hydraulic penis and the Dalai Lama why can't we have the high and the low why is it always like one is inferior to the other. I'm making a case for the hydraulic penis and the Dalai Lama. If anybody goes away from this show tonight, I want them to think about that. Why can't it be both? I was trying to get to the applause as quick as I could, but I I didn't get it. Here you go, Mike. (laughs) All right. I'm off my soapbox. 201. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. That's two zero one three three two thirty four eighty four. Depravity's rainbow in its final. We'll say what are we gonna do? Yeah, next call, and then I'll, we'll wrap it up. I guess if we. Thanks get a for call. calling, sir. You're on Depravity's rainbow. Hi. Yes, this is Oscar from Elgin, Illinois. Hello. Hi, Oscar. Hey, um, I got a quick question to ask you guys about. Since we were talking about books, um, a couple months back, I was just really getting into Thomas Pinchon. I don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly. Yeah, that's, that's how you pronounce that's it. it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've been trying to tackle Gravity's Rainbow. It's kind of hard. Um, I can kind of get it, but I kind of stopped reading it a little bit. I noticed that he likes to fool around with other languages, French and Spanish. I noticed that a lot in Inherent Vice. He's Talks a lot in Spanish, and same thing with I'm crying a lot of 49. Mm-hmm. So my question is this. <clears throat> uh, so back, uh, back in 1988, Thomas Pinchon uh, wrote an article about how much he liked Gabriel Garcia Marquez's uh, and the love of Tomic Colera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming he's a hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I read 100 Years of Solitude, and that's a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. So my question to you guys is, do you think his uh, Thomas Pinchon's writing... It, was he trying to do like a an American version of magic uh, realism? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in there. No, no. I think he's he's kind of he's distinctive. I think he's kind of his own thing. You know, he's he's probably got influences that people can pick out, but I don't know. I think he's kind of a unique voice. You know, I never really got like a heavy vibe that oh, he sounds like so and so. You know, you read like Cormac McCarthy, like his early books, and it's like he swallowed William Faulkner whole. I mean, those books are just—it's like he's ripping them off, you know. But then that he, is how William Faulkner died, Mike. <laughs> but 
But then he then he sort of got his own thing going in his later years with the the Southwestern books and what he does now. As I lay dying, Cormac McCarthy ate me. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, he did. I mean, you, know, you read those books and it's like, oh wow, you know, it's like he really liked William Faulkner a lot. Uh, I, I never get a feeling for like reading Pinchon, like, oh, he's doing his thing. You know, he he endorses different writers that he likes and. Um, they don't sound like him either, you know. So, I think he's just kind of a unique voice. All right, that's all I got for you guys. A great show. Uh, thank you again for taking my call. Okay, thank you. We got another one here. All right, let's keep it going. We'll keep it going if you're calling. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. Hey, Mike. It's Mike and Queens. How are you? Hey, Mike and Queens. How you well, doing? Formerly Mike, from, Mike from Manhattan. <laughs> that's right. For the old right. timers, if you if you recall. I remember Mike from Manhattan. Yeah, good guy. He's yeah, a dad I, now. He's oh, a dad. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Quite quite a lot has happened in the past couple of years. I don't think I've called. I don't think I've. I don't think I've called. Well, you're busy. Um, you're busy. Yeah. You know, you got things happening. That's right. That's right. Um, family man. You know, just uh, just trying to do my best, just trying to have it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> kicking it. Yeah, you kicking it. Oh yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> living living that dad life pretty hard. <laughs> Frank from Manhattan still on the scene. Oh, uh, he's he's still around. I, I see him. Yeah, he's uh, he's. Uh, I, I told him that um, that uh, he was uh, encouraged to call tonight because. Um, <laughs> Because I, I was uh, I, I was also planning on it as well, but we don't have time to choreograph uh, anything uh, <laughs> elaborate. Um, yeah, so you know. In the old days, when when Mike would call, you always call first, generally, right? I think yeah, probably. Because then I would call Frank and say, or I would text Frank and say, uh, <laughs> yeah, "Hey, I just call. You call in now." And, so so when Mike from Manhattan at the time would call. You would just sort of wait for the second shoe to drop, and then you know, here comes Frank from Manhattan. It was I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's like it was a nice little regular thing that happened on the best show back in the old days. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's only helped like support. You know, if if, if I you know had some crazy thing that I wanted someone else to agree with, you know, just for anything really to have somebody else just call in, you know. 15 minutes later and say, yeah, I completely agree with that guy. You know, just, uh, <laughs> it just, just works. Uh-huh. It just works. And, uh, especially if it's like talking about something like horrific, like, uh-huh. um, you know, growing up, which is just, Oh, right. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The, oh, the he had that, No, he had the, the story. Oh, it, I just had a flashback. The, the, right. the, 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 the mother's clothes story. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, was that our first show? Did you call in with that one, or was that a later show? Oh. But I mean, that story was wow. Yeah, that, that was, was a mind blower. One. Yeah, I, yeah. I, People I can go now. back and, and look for that that <laughs> that call from the archives. Oh, it was a classic. Goodness. I can't do it justice in, in a brief amount of time we have. But uh, it, classic story. A classic a story. Yeah, <laughs> a full life. Ah. A very full life, yeah. If I, if I went out right now, I'd be fine. It was pretty packed. I think I've got enough in there, I think. Is that like your um, go-to sort of mind-blower story if you just want to, like, get a sort of mind-blowing, you know, reaction from somebody? Is that your sort of go-to? 
No, if they're from Jersey, I say that I destroyed the Jose Teos neon sign uh, on Route One. I'll say that. Oh, okay, that's another. Like, <laughs> as long as it wasn't the one on Forty Six. <laughs> oh no, no, never. Did you tell that so. story? I don't think I heard that one. No, no. Okay. All right, and a little uh, vandalism, a little act of vandalism. Sure, yeah. A little vandalism. Yeah. Angry young man in yeah. New Jersey. No, I did some graffiti. It was like some, like, you know, not, I didn't have a tag. I didn't get into the whole that graffiti type stuff. There was a bike path that went to Manasquan Beach, and there was like an uh, overpass. And uh, we had some spray paint, and I did some artwork there. I don't know if it's still there. I, I You know, I always wondered, wondered if, you know, we really, you know, I mean, we did some huge artwork on this thing. And um, I wonder how long it lasted, you know. If people remember. are in Manasquan. Let's see. Uh, what What do you? What after you did it? Did you stand back and 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 reflect like the most positively? Been like, you know what? That was worth it. Yeah, that, I mean, that it, looks pretty good. It was at a time when I was doing like little cartoon figures. I was kind of artistic, believe it or not, when I was a young man, and I liked art class and stuff. And I was doing these little cartoon characters, and the, this character I did was sort of a beefy guy. You know, with big jowls, and you know, I, I didn't even have a name for him, but I just sort Richard of Richard Nixon. No, he's like big guy. Not you know, this guy, this guy was big, and I would just draw like the head, the massive head. You know, he have like a head like a toilet, and <laughs> and, and and you know, just the shoulders. You know, and uh, and um, that was kind of the character, and that's what I drew on his bridge. I drew this guy. I think maybe I call him Hank. I don't know what I call him. He looked like a Hank, you know. But yeah, the the head was enormous, you know. And did you uh, did you put like Hank says, you know, this Hank says that, Eddie says? I I can't remember. I think I may have had him saying something, but I can't remember what I had him saying. Yeah, I think there was a little uh, bubble, uh, some uh, thing. I think maybe it was like a put down of a friend friend of ours, you know. We were fighting with at the time. Yeah, I uh, I never got too much into uh, graffiti and, and and all that. I just felt like it was uh it was it was just kind of like a whole other world for me to crack, and I wouldn't know where to stop yeah. with it. Yeah, and it's on. You could get seriously fined, and yeah, it was yeah. that was my one act. I, I don't even know what provoked it. That you know, uh, it was just a thing I we thought of doing. Uh, it was a one time deal. I, I didn't go. Start uh, riding trains in New York and <laughs> become, become one of those guys. Hang off the side of the one train. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, I um, I heard your, your your Beastie Boys story, and um, you know, as far as show show misses, um, I know I, I don't know if this, the topic still applies, even though it was on a entirely different show. If it's part of an entirely different universe, I don't want to disrupt the. No, go ahead. The separate fabrics, but when I was like uh, fifteen or sixteen, I, I remember um, in, uh, I grew up in Jersey too, and um, I had the aquarium, and uh, I remember seeing a listing for Coney Island High, and there was uh, oh yeah, like a listing for uh, the show was uh, Alleyway Crew and Quasar, uh-huh. and I remember I was going to a lot of New York hardcore shows, and you know knowing uh, you know the, like. Uh, Alleyway Crew was like, you know, what I'm sick of it all's uh, crew called themselves like the roadies, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, it's so lame, these guys can't get, like, their own name, they gotta, like, tag, you know, ride sick of it all's uh, 
you know, fame to get a show together. And I like looked at it and I was like, eh, you know what, I'm, uh, it still might be interesting, but yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother with it. And then, uh, and go. And the next day, this one kid who was like a year younger than me, he was like, you know, Mike, you know, you should have come with us to that show. And I was like, well, yeah, were those bands any good? And he's like, yeah. He's like, Alleyway Crew was sick of it all, and Quasar was the Beastie Boys. Oh, really? And wow. Was, okay. Yeah. Wow. And I remember, it's like one of those things where you, like, stare at it. You know, you're like, you had that complete moment where it wasn't, it wasn't just like a passing moment. It, like, was a lingering moment. Uh-huh. Where, like, you know, you had this whole internal monologue with my, conversation with myself about yeah. going or not going, and, of course, it would have been, I think that would have been pretty fun. But oh, wow. What year was that, do you know? Uh, probably would have been 95, 96. Uh, okay. And yeah. where was that show? Coney Island, huh? Uh, oh, sure, yeah. You remember that place? Yeah, I that was... that place. It was weird. You, the ceiling was too low. Yeah, and you had yeah. a narrow stairway, yeah. right? Yeah, I remember that, you know. It's like, wow. Got How do you get out of this place? Exactly. <laughs> Jesse Mallon, uh, I think, was the owner. Was one of the owners, was yeah. Was one of the owners. Yeah. And, and the reason Joey was always there is because he lived around the corner on 9th and 3rd. And I think he just liked that place, but yeah. But he was close. He was always there in the Continental, right? Oh, the Continental, yeah, yeah. classic. And he'd be like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> My wife and I, our first apartment together, we lived right across from uh, Coney Island High, but it wasn't. It, it long, long ceased to be uh, right Coney Island High, but it, pretty wacky. Marks. He's got another place, right now, Jesse Mallon. Yeah, um, he. Well, I, I think he. I think he co-owns there. Niagara, and he also. Cohen's Bowery Electric. That's the one, yeah. That's yeah. the one I'm thinking. I've seen a couple shows there. Um, well, that's you, that's wild. Are you bummed that the Continental's closing? Nope. Oh, I didn't even know it was still open. Wait, wait. When you <laughs> mentioned it, I'm like, that's. I figured that was long gone. It's been closing for eight years. I mean, I'll, wow. Okay. I'll be sad when I walk by and that and that uh, sign isn't there. Like that'll be sad, but I don't go in there. Uh-huh. And tri- no. trigger, trigger no, was never nice to me. Yeah, I don't think that guy had a reputation for being nice to anybody. Yeah. And, and by the way, who who says he can wear that hat? You know, true. It's it's not you. It's 2018. You can't walk around with that rice patty hat. It's not cool. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I don't care if your band all wore them or something. Nobody nobody knows who your band is, so it doesn't. It's just. Listen, Mark Mothersbaugh's not wearing that flower pot on his head. Yeah. So. Take it off. Yeah, trigger. That's the yeah. owner. I, I never got to know the owner. Every every time I went to the Continental, I was generally so bombed, you know, <laughs> like, I, I was barely, you know, standing, you know. Last show I did I go saw. once. Go ahead. I was gonna say I, I did go once just randomly, and it was uh, uh, dwarves were playing, and um, I kind of hung out in the back, and and uh, I didn't, you know, really think too much. I thought it was a good show, but um, when uh, a couple. Of, I don't know, maybe like six months later, um, I guess somebody put a camera in my face as I was walking out or as I was walking in. I don't really remember, but I made it onto the, the live DVD in the beginning and it said, you know, something about how, you know, something like, you know, how there's actually no dwarves in the band, but, you know, something pretty obvious like that. But uh, yeah. for some reason, they, they put it in, um, hmm. along with some other pretty classy, pe- a montage of other pretty classy people hmm. talking about their, Dwarves experiences, uh, you know, before the show started, but it was it's a pretty good live show. It's called uh, 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 the DVD, I think the DVD is called like "If You Up and Get Live" or something like that. But it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, title. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Hanukkah mishaps um, just every year, <laughs> right. like we had one night. One night every Hanukkah was like Jewish book night, and that that night always sucked. And <laughs> <laughs> we could always, my brother and I, could always choose which books. Um, but uh, you know, we could always choose which present we wanted for what night, and uh-huh. like you know, invariably, like we would figure out like. The one, if it looked like book, like that was like night eight, and night eight always was just like. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you're giving each other books. I mean, you know, that that, that didn't happen very often in my house. I mean, we like to. There were lots of readers in my family, but books didn't really come in until we were adults. You know, what you read yeah. for? <laughs> Gee, you stumped me. Uh-huh. Did well, you get a bad book, or was there one that stands out as like, oh, you know, why'd I get this? You know. Anything. Well, like every year, it was like some like you know Jew, a book about Jewish heritage, or you know like yeah. like the it was like you know always tied to Hanukkah or something like that. Okay. But you know it was just like where's the you know like like God oh, sucks so bad. Like where's the where's the Genesis? Where's the Game Gear game or Genesis or you know um, another copy of the Human Stain? Well, well I've got yeah. you, Mike. Mike Mike posted a great picture of him as a, a young man. And is that your brother with you in that photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my brother. Now, your brother's wearing a knee-length clockwork orange T-shirt. How no, old that's was me. He was, oh, that's you with the clock? Okay, all right. That's me because of the red, red hair. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixing it up now. So you had a, a, a knee-length. How old? You were like 12 or 13? I think I was like 13 or 14 in that photo. What was the style at the how, time? How did you even see Clockwork Orange? Or did you just, you just sort of know about it and you thought the, the shirt was cool? Well, it was really popular I, because it was the year that the that, that the, the story took place. It was 1995, 96. Oh, really? That's right, yeah. Oh, really? I, I missed out on a whole thing. It was supposed to be 95 in the story. So had you well, yeah. seen the movie when you had the T-shirt? I guess that no, was I... I had that was one of two Clockwork Orange shirts I think I had at the time. I was obsessed with it. Um, oh, okay. Like there was a, I, I grew up. There was a Palmer video. Oh. And um, yeah, which, which, and which had an adult section. I forget you. Got- the swinging doors. <laughs> Not swinging doors. Mine had like a zigzag, like like a maze. Oh, okay. So you couldn't see from. No, I don't no think they ever put Clockwork Orange in the X section. No, no, no I think it was saying. rated X. Yeah. I think it was rated X when it came out. I'm just saying that mine uh-huh. had one of those sections, but um, not to wrap this up. But we have a full phone bank. Oh, okay, Ooh. great. Oh. Well, yeah, I love I love Clockwork Orange. You know, I, I I had seen it many. many so times. you, you snuck, and, uh, snuck a video. You were able to watch the video. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, because it was from the the seventies. I think you know, my parents like when I rented it. You know, the guys at Palmer Video, I've been renting all kinds of. They've been renting me all kinds of stuff for for years. So like, they didn't really that that and I. But and when I brought it home, you know, like my parents were pretty like strict growing up, so they would kind of monitor everything I was looking at. And like Clockwork Orange, I think they knew about it, but because it was so old, they just assumed like anything that old couldn't have been that offensive. Wow. Like, okay. You know, profane. So it's, it's um, yeah, I, radar. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was, um, yeah, I mean, that sh- I look back and I was like, you know, the 90s, it was like, you know, I was like four foot 11, like 100 pounds soaking wet, and then like <laughs> buying like XXL t shirts, like, the hell was I thinking? It was a wild just, time. We I all mean, had body dysmorphic <laughs> disorder in the 90s. So. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a wild time, and you know, uh, people didn't care what you rented. If it was an old movie, they're like, oh, this is an old movie. Have fun. I feel like they don't card in it. Like, at movie theaters, do they even card kids? Like, for radar movies? I feel like they we're do in an age where it's so, so far past that, but I don't know, I guess, oh, yeah. Okay. 
All right, Mike, thanks for calling. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, great show, guys. Thank you. Right down the line, line two. Hello. Michael. Hey, who's this? How are you, sweetheart? Uh-oh, okay. Yeah. I recognize I recognize. <laughs> I'm sitting in this Grove Street uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> And uh, I don't want to go outside because it's cold out. Okay. And uh, this guy thinks that I'm holding on the line for my girlfriend. So he's trying to tell me to tell you that I love you. Okay. So, sir, this is for you. I love you. All right, Mr. Murphy. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Hello, Michael. How's everything? Good. I've not been with the stars tonight. Saving the world over there? Yeah, we're saving the world. You're right. Yeah. I just came back from King Kong. We had 900 homeless kids. Oh, yeah, and they fed them in the theater. It was a wonderful experience. Oh, okay. Jimmy yeah. Murphy uh, is a uh, security on Broadway. Okay. He, he's worked. Uh, he's working the King Kong show now. He uh, worked the Springsteen show for quite a while. And yeah, you probably saw him maybe. <laughs> I got tired of that gig though. The same songs every day. Come on, Bruce. Let's mix it up a little bit. Yeah, seriously, I agree. Yeah, but but what now, I, I now like, working with the other big guy. I like the fact that you you were pretty much within touching distance of him every night, and actually he stood on your shoulder. You, you told me. You well, know. the first night I worked there, he stepped on my shoulder. I looked up at him, and he looked at me, and I was like, "Yeah, it's okay. I'll let it pass this time." Okay. <laughs> but he was uh, walking in. But, you were I mean, walking you know, out. I saw him. I saw him every day, night. For like three months in a row, and if I bumped into him in a bar on Route 35, he would have no idea who I was. <laughs> and it should be that way; it really should. He he knew how to keep his distance, even though he's in proximity to you every night for several nights in a row. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a handsome man. You know, I get nervous around handsome men. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you were a working man. You would think, you know, you you would have that working man bond going. You would think that, but it, it doesn't seem to work that way. But uh, I can't say anything bad about Bruce. Uh-huh. He's a lovely, sweet man. Okay. Uh, um, How about King Kong? Yeah. <laughs> King Kong. King Kong. Yeah. That's oh, another story. Uh, right? Another radio celebrity has been coming by. Uh, Miss Robin Quivers has been there maybe four or five times already to see the show. I'm not sure what the attraction is there, but she loves it. And she brought Jersey City's own Ralph Sorello, who uh, walked by me at this very same Grove Street Dunkin' Donut. Are you guys closing soon? He's giving me a look. Okay. Okay. We're going to let you go, Jimmy. Thanks for checking in from the Dunkin' Donuts in Jersey City, Grove Street. Hey, I wanted to give you the updates in case you couldn't get on the website. Okay. To see what was going on. All right. Thank line, you, sir. Line three. Hello. 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 Who's this? Hi, this is this is Joe from Chicago. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, a couple years ago, a friend of mine asked me if I would go to a co-ed bachelorette party with her. Um, I didn't know the people were getting married, but she wanted me to go with her because it was taking place at an orgy house. All right, here we go. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, sorry. Okay, so continue. <laughs> so I went with her. She told me she was almost positive that there wasn't going to be anything going on, that it was just a venue. Uh-huh. But, you know, I still went. And it was a very odd house. I mean, it was only there 
as an orgy venue. That's all it was. Uh-huh. Nobody lived there or anything. So there was a lot of, like, strange decor that just kind of to fill in the gaps, you know? Uh-huh. Like weird paintings and things like that. But one of the weirdest things was a hallway, a huge hallway that was filled with nothing but Grateful Dead bootleg cassette tapes. That's, yeah, that's in an orgy house. Yes. Uh, it wasn't a commune, you know? No. I mean, no, no commune. Lab, I yeah. assume. Uh huh. All right. Well, that's not what I'd expect in an orgy house. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but yeah. I, it wasn't that. Uh huh. And were they playing the tapes while you were there? Or, you know, I don't. No, they weren't playing the tapes. It was just huh. filling up space, I think. Oh, were they okay. organized in any way, or were they just in, like, piles? <laughs> oh, no, these they were, like, wall-mounted cassette tape racks. Uh-huh. Chronological? I believe they were chronological. Oh. <laughs> so, some care. <laughs> some care taken. So how did the, yeah. the, the event t- finish? I mean, was it uh, uneventful, or...? Um, basically yeah. uneventful. Uh-huh. The the tours of the house were eventful, to say the least. Mm-hmm. The entertainment? Like, was there entertainment? Well, uh, just nothing was in use. Oh, okay. But, I mean, one of the rooms was the adult baby room. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. All right, okay. Um, that was odd. Yeah. That's a, a, Not, scene, a scene I... The giant... I'm not really... The giant crib wasn't the weirdest part, uh-huh. but there was a pile of hair next to the giant crib. Okay, yeah, well... I didn't care for that. That's weird. Oh. <laughs> my, uh, one of my co-workers used to talk about uh, neighbors of his that lived upstairs. And um, pretty much like every Saturday morning, he would hear like splashing in the tub and... Um, you know, what sounded like a mother and her child, you know, like uh, bathing a baby, you know, like somebody cooing and eyeing and, you know, making baby sounds. And then I think he met he met who he thought was the mother in the hallway and was saying something about, oh, you know, I've heard you and your child, you know, I haven't met your child. Well, of course, she didn't have a child. And that eventually was her her lady friend, and they had some sort of one of those role-playing things going on. But, okay. you know, hey, to each his own, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. As long as their bathtub wasn't leaking through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the important thing. Yeah. Nobody got wet who didn't want to get wet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Next call? I think we're ready to Thanks move on. Call. Thank you. Last call. You're on with mm, Therese and M. Hello. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Hello. The board is once again coming from the cold. Okay. Are you? How are you, Mike? I'm good. Who's this? You, you know, you know me. Canadi the crocodile. The oh, board. okay. All right. Yeah, you've called the half hour of power a few times. Oh, I also called the show. Oh, okay. Too. All right. Okay. So, uh, anyway, uh, I called in because one of the uh, people in the chat, mm-hmm. what chat wanted to know your opinion on, on Harlan Ellison. You know, I haven't, I haven't read him. I mean, I guess I've seen, he wrote for television a lot, right? He wrote for, uh, didn't he write for the Night yeah. Gallery and maybe Twilight Zone? And 
He did Star Trek. Uh, oh, Star Trek. Too. Yeah, he wrote the famous Star Trek, right, when they He's go back in time. The edge of forever. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of him, you know. Uh, my brother was a, a big science fiction fan. Um, he's got big collections of his. Uh, I've never read him, you know. I don't think I've read a story of his, but you know, I'm aware of him. And like I said, my brother liked yeah. him. Is there something you'd recommend? Uh, or a starter? The stories? I mean, are the stories right. better? All right. No, he did. I can't think of a, a starter. I read a bunch of his stuff years ago, and I kind of went through a phase. Um, but if you can find it, there's a um, paperback called Dangerous Visions, and he edited that, and I think he put in a couple of his own stories. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a late 60s sort of anthology of all these science fiction stories, the things that they thought were, were really up there and, and out there and, and bleeding edge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's all, that's all the only thing I can think of. Um, see, the thing is, I remember, like, the plots of the stories. I don't remember the titles mm-hmm. of, of these things. In general, I'm not, I'm not really a big science fiction fan, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's limited, what I've read. I, I like, I think I've talked about this. I like J.G. Ballard. I don't know if he, if he qualifies. As science fiction. Well, that's the funny thing is J.G. Ballard did write science fiction. Yeah. No, he. I think he considered and, himself a science fiction writer, so that's about the only no, science no, fiction. No, no, it's just one of those things he worked in. Mm-hmm. One of those. Uh, I'm trying to think, because I, I, read, I read through all of uh, Gravity's Rainbow, mm-hmm. but then I'm one of those weird people who knows a lot about the space program and World War II mm-hmm. And so when I read it, it you do the it history. all clicked. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. it clicked. You got to do the homework it's for not, that book. Yeah, it's it's like if you don't know it, mm-hmm. then it's hard. But yeah. if you've like if you're interested in the space program from the early days when they were you know like converting V two rockets into the first um, U S uh, suborbital satellites, then yeah, you know something about that. And then it just kind of, it all clicks, if you know, like, uh, the there, German Rocket there are Club. Three, and yeah, there, there are three books over my lifetime that have, like, the bragging rights books. First, it was Ulysses, you know, James Joyce, yeah. like, all you know, all the brainiacs. Read <laughs> now, then it was Gravity's Rainbow, and now it's, yeah. it's Infinite, Infinite Jest. Jest. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> See, the trick is I read Infinite Jest and War and Peace. And Gravity's Rainbow, and Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did I already list Ulysses? No. But All right. So, yeah, I did read that, and I started on Finnegan's Wake, and it just like oh, no, that's, that's a thick porridge of a novel that you comprehensible parse yeah. through slowly. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's like yeah. I've tried no, to read one little, of the ones that I I tried to read Infinite Jest and. I've, I, you know, I, I know he's supposed to be funny. I don't, I've never not funny. read anything that I found any humor in his. I tried to read, I, I read the one, I read the uh, essay collection. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I, I did uh, a supposedly fun thing. I'll never do it again. Never, yeah, I read that one. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know. Consider as, the lobster. I haven't read that one. I'd probably look into that next, but, uh, just just the one story in 
well, the title story of uh, that book, where you know he yeah. he goes on a cruise and then he can't. He's like locking himself in his room and watching. What was he watching? Titanic or something? He kept watching some movie over and over. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, well, you know, this guy, he's got some issues. You know, this was before his unfortunate suicide. Um, yeah. But just reading that that piece, I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, I can understand him knocking cruises, and then he's got the one about state fairs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you you read that book, and it's like, all right, you know. I, I know what he's, he's he to me it was like he he was getting some easy jabs at these things you know but uh, to me it was easy it was like shooting fish in a barrel knocking a state fair knocking a a cruise you know but then he doesn't come off good because then he comes off as like a guy who can't enjoy himself in any situation you know I'm like make the best of it you know there's people there you can talk to. Have a few drinks, relax. You know go that's to what. Go to the buffet. Go to the buffet. <laughs> I mean, I've been on cruises. Like you know, they're, they're kind of silly, but it's like you, you find things to enjoy yourself, and you know, just relax. That's what you're supposed to be there. But you know, he, those those two particular essays I'm reading, it's like, wow, this guy just can't enjoy himself anywhere. You know, and I I, I see well, you can go on YouTube's. I'll go down these rabbit holes. You ever like just see interviews with people? You know, even unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of Charlie Rose interviews yeah. with writers, you know, and I'm, I'm watching these videos of with him and Jonathan Franzen and that, that those guys. I don't know. I mean, it's I've tried to read them and they, they just don't seem like a very fun group. And I know there's supposed to be humorous, but I, I've never gotten it. I can't get it. You know, I enjoy it. All I can uh, say about Infinite Jeff like is that Infinite Jeff yeah. is a gigantic, shaggy dog mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And it's a satire of Kafka's, um, the one where Gregor Samza becomes a, a giant bug. Um, really? I never heard that about it, but, I've heard, you know, I mean, I have No, I mean, that's what it's like, because uh-huh. the guy, spat, the, 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 the protagonist at the beginning, which is actually the end of the novel has this complete freak out at a college when he um, he's uh, trying to apply to a college and he completely freaks out because he's been on mar- uh, he's been smoking pot or something I can't remember what drug trips him but he just completely freaks out and and it's like there's a, there's that element of it at the mm-hmm. but yeah it's just this it's this big big mess there's a Magazine called the Exile, and they they did a they had a they had um, John Dolan do a review of the book, and he just like rips it sideways because the drug knowledge in it is is from an old Merrick manual from the seventies, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's 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 not as it's not as great as people think it is. That's all I'll say about Infinite Jest. I don't know. I just, I just it's a like, big book. I just but like it's not a great book. I like to enjoy the experience of reading when I'm reading. You know, I don't. You know, I'm not going at it. You don't it. want to look up the yeah. twenty-seven thousand footnotes. Well, no. Well, the footnotes. Yeah, that was a killer. But uh, you know, I, I like to try and be able to enjoy it and just not be working through every paragraph. You know. Um, True. You know, I'm not saying, like I said, I don't like, I don't mind being challenged somewhat, 
And I was. But talking, you like to have it pay off. Yeah, just give me something like, like this. Like I, I'm going on about John Hawkes, but his language is so poetic that like each sentence, it's like sort of like wow, you know, it's like he's really got a unique style. And uh, with uh, David Foster Wallace, it's like I don't, I don't see that. It's he's he, he's trying to like to me, he's like trying to impress you with his knowledge. You know, there's he's yeah. just like cramming so much knowledge in there. And what a white man trying to impress <laughs> you with his knowledge? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of well, such yeah. a thing. He's just yeah, he's just really sort of laying it on thick, and it's like oh, well, God, he doesn't have as much knowledge as he thinks he why has. Why they do that kind uh-huh. of what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy to read if you want to read like somebody who knew a subject but doesn't want to really impress you. And it's just part of the flow of the novel. It's The Hunters by James Salter, because he was a fighter pilot in the Air Force. I just read I, I just read two of his books, uh, Light Years. Yeah. Light Years I thought was really good, and I read a, yeah. sp- a sport and a, a sport and a pastime, which was hey, yeah. you know, if you want some sexy stuff, I don't think I've ever read a, bu- a book that had as much sex scenes in it. It, it, it actually got somewhat monotonous, uh, but I. I, 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 I really liked uh, Light Years. It's a really good book. Yeah. And but his, his novel, the, the Hunters, is about uh, these Air Force pilots. Some of them are the Korean War people. A lot of them were World War II uh, hangers-on who'd you know, been flying piston fighters and then moved to jet fighters, and now they're flying against these MiGs, and, and they're very small jet planes that they're up against. And it's, it's like that kind of – it's a – problem kind of no- novel and there is a sex scene and the guy does fall in love with this japanese girl mm-hmm. but it's it's like he he brings up this knowledge and it's like he doesn't lay it on with a trowel mm-hmm. yeah i mean when it comes to like flying books mm-hmm. the the best i think ever written was thud ridge which is a not a novel but a, a memoir of what it was like to fly f-105 thunder chiefs over north vietnam and he just the 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 guy who wrote it, Jack Broughton, just lays it out what it's like and how bad it can be and so on. And it's it's technical, but it's not so technical. And he's not trying to be smart. He's just trying to tell this so you understand how the whole thing works. Mm-hmm. There's okay. no like flashiness to it. All right, it's just all very matter of fact. Okay, and well, that you've... that I think is good writing. Okay, you recommend a few few books. Hopefully, you know, listeners might be intrigued. Uh, I want to thank you for your call. I think we're going to wrap things up, I think. Do we have... All right. Good night, Mike. All right. Is that our last caller? Is that our last caller? And good night, Therese. Okay. <laughs> good to oh, hear you. Awesome. <laughs> good, thank you. Good night. I, um, Goodbye. Is that our last, Pat? Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt book okay. chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like a, a highbrow version of Fred from Honolulu. Yeah, I, I like the high with the low. Yeah. The hydraulic penis... And the Dalai Lama. Oh, you made that person hang up. <laughs> yep. But but uh, Joe Joe Duffy, I want to thank Joe Duffy. Thanks, yes. Joe Duffy. Of of the Peaceful Solutions Show on WFMU, heard in the overnight from Friday to Saturday, three to six a.m. Right, Joe? Three to six a.m. Three to six a.m. Peaceful Solutions, and some. Uh, I don't think it's screened. What? Oh, my phone. Your phone. Um. Oh. Okay, and uh, so 
also, Therese is back on FMU. Yes. And we should plug the Therese show. Sunday nights from 10 to midnight. Yeah. And uh, that's every call. Oh, that's earlier than you used to be, right? Or well, yeah, you you, you came earlier. Yeah, yeah. It used I to be midnight. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a little too late for me. Uh, okay, yeah. I don't know how you did it. For I don't a know how you did it. <laughs> that, that was a crazy schedule. It was. Uh-huh. That was. I didn't do too well on Mondays. Uh, ooh, yeah. Well, I think we all learned a lot tonight. I think we did. <laughs> I think we did. It's always education. Thanks, Therese. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Pat. Thanks, Thanks, Joe Pat. Duffy. Thanks, Thanks, Joe Duffy. everybody. I got a song queued up for the end, um, okay. which is actually, if you, if you'll allow me to play, it's uh, sure. some friends of mine who put out an album. Okay. And uh, get some airplane. I think I got to spin on your show uh, the other night. I did. Uh, they're called Soft Center, and the album's called No Pattern. And uh, this features my friends uh, Gina and Sean. Um, Sean played in the Prove It All Night. House band. Oh, yes. And he also plays with Mike Kroll and a bunch of people. And Gina's an amazing songwriter, and this is her voice on the the song that we're going to go out to. This has been fun. It's been Depravity's Rainbow. This was a fill-in that was a go-to fill-in on uh, the FMU years of of the best show. And everybody's been wanting it back, so it came back tonight. And uh, I want to thank our hosts, AP Mike and Therese, and our call screener, Joe Duffy. Uh, and I want to thank you, the listener, yes. and the caller. And the best show will hopefully be back uh, after the Tom Rano exile. I think it, I think, hopefully be back either next week or the week after. Stay tuned to the at the best show Twitter account and uh, Instagram for more. And we'll see you guys when we see you. Good night. Bye. Good night. No, sorry, I miscued it. I had it cued so well, but it was in 45 because of that dang, that dang, uh, what was it? Hank 4. Hank 4, yeah, sorry, okay. Let's, I'll edit this out. I'm the editor, right? Okay, no one will even hear this. It's great. Good night. Jacks say no flat out refuse The days are growing dim So you can track, stay home, stay in Each circle pole It
New spot. 